Yep. <laughs> now that we are recording, now that we're actually no live. racial slurs, please. <laughs> did, did I ever talk to you guys about how I've been trying? I've been like researching cameras, and the only cameras that I found that are suitable for my needs are at least twenty four hundred dollars and up. Wait, what are your need? Your standards seem uh, outrageous. <laughs> they are. They are completely outrageous. No. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, is that I eventually want to get, when I get into a space where I actually can record and make things look relatively photogenic, the goal, the dream is to do video content work and then put it on YouTube or put it on TikTok or whatever. Learn video editing. I mean, I, I do kind of know the basics of video editing right now, but like actually, actually learn it. Um, and so I was looking at like basically the Sony A series and all of the different options that they have right now. And they have the A6400, which is insane. And then there's like the, the one that I want is the A7. And there's like multiple like lines of the A7. There's like the A7 III, there's the A7R and yeah, eight, or rather it's the A7 IV is another one. That's like a really popular one. That's like a good filming camera. And then, a and then an actual, like you can take photos with it and it looks really, really good in terms of like professional quality photos. But yeah, mm. that shit's expensive, man. Yeah. Is this with the accoutrement with it or do you still need to buy separate lenses? And uh, was like the zero jostle Iron Man suit that you can wear so it doesn't <laughs> jiggle when you walk? Yeah. Like when you buy something like that, you can, whether depending on where you're getting it, because you can get it from like Adorama or like B&H or just straight up from Best Buy. And some of them, like you can just get the body of the mirrorless camera by itself and then you got to go and get a lens separately. And lenses can go from anywhere from like a hundred to like $300. Um, so yeah, that's, it's like the, the camera game is expensive. And then you got to start thinking like, if you actually want to light stuff professionally, then the lighting game is like bonkers. When you actually look into real key lights that some people are using right now, it's insane. It's insane. It makes me think like, this is how bands get put together. You know, it's like, man, I really like playing guitar and singing, but then the next step is like, now I need lights. Now I need a drummer. Or now and then you know get... how to audio edit. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just seems to keep evolving. I was just sitting there thinking about that because I was like, man, I'm really good at video editing. I could probably teach you quite a bit. It's Should we start a band? Really fun. I mean, let's start a band. I'll, I, I can play the drums. I can play the drums. Nave, you got guitar. Philip, again, we've talked about this last time. You're the lead singer. You're the, you're I, the face of the franchise. I'm really feeling like a Sonic Youth vibe. I don't know what <laughs> you were thinking. I think that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. I, I did want to. Queens know, of Stone Age. Oh my God. So like I did a survey. Queens today two surveys actually like i don't know if i ever talk about this but i do like gig work on the side and you always say sign the ndas you're not going to talk about it but here i am and one was it was a music based survey and these are always usually fun because i can just sit there and listen to music and get paid for it but this one was specifically about nine inch nails and i don't even remember which song it was but you i would listen to 30 seconds of it and then i would rate my feeling of listening to that song and I'm usually pretty honest on the surveys. And the first time I listened to it, I'm like, yeah, that was okay. I'm not super nine inch nails heavy, but it was pretty good. I think give it like, you know, 60. I listened to that song 10 times in a row. And each time I would rate it lower because I'm like, I'm getting real tired of this. 
<laughs> but what even got better is that survey actually had two parts. And so if you want like the extra payment, you would do it again two hours later. And so again, I went in there and I'd listen to the same 30 seconds of Nine Inch Nails. And I'm like, is this like a psycho, was it like a psycho warfare type thing? Like, am I getting like pre-programmed? That's what like they that. do in uh, what is it Guantanamo Bay? They blast like fucking Blondie and stuff at the at the terrorists or whatever. <laughs> the fuck's going on in there? Yeah. I like, wish is it that was, not. I real? wish it was Creed instead of Blondie. So the like it's like it's like reverse indoctrination into Christianity. <laughs> I think that might that might be against the Geneva Convention. I think they have to use the. Just oh, the and water waterboarding music. isn't against the Geneva Convention. Yeah, but well, they're they don't saving them from the... drowning, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're saving them. They're doing them a favor. Got it. Got it. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to the listener if this game is a criminal or crime of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Hey, we need to figure out a way to, like, ha- incorporate the fact that we have a guest into the thing while we're doing it, because I don't ever know how to hand off the baton. I don't know how you do it. You just go, hey, Nave. I can't just go, hey, Nick. And you, Nick you're like, oh, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's me again. Nick's been on the pod a lot. So we they, might have gone to They know with it. my voice. This is Nick. It's Nick. From the Friday Night Gamecast. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you again for, for having me back on for this uh, exciting episode that we're about to have. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm Nick from the Friday Night Gamecast. If you guys don't know me, get good, I guess. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad Nave got you. Good job, Nave. Because we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Legends later on this episode. And this, like, if there was ever an episode that would have broken up gaming together, it was almost this one. Like, <laughs> I, was, I, I was so close to killing you, Nave, multiple days this week. Like, there were so many moments where I'm just, like, complaining to Jana. I'm like, she's like, that's just how Nave is. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to kill <laughs> what did you do what did you well we'll save it we'll save it for the game talk we'll save it for the game talk i'm so curious now oh man we're gonna get into it <laughs> i, I want to see what nave's defense is for this one because i assume it's weak sauce defense for what i can i can like go play by play what made you mad the first time we'll have a therapy session right now no we'll get to it. we'll get to it when we get there okay, but before we get there let's talk about the games we've been playing let's have a good time for all the new listeners that are just listening in and uh i don't know our they made it through whatever we talked about before that I left in. So we'll start with you, Nave. What have you been playing? Torok two, still. And Are you this emulating game is so, it? Mm, no, uh, Night Dive Studios, who just recently fucking are re-releasing System Shock. It, didn't they? Yeah, they remastered Torok two, and they added some accoutrements to it. What's really cool? So, like I talked about this last week, but uh, they uh, they allowed they gave you the ability to mantle like chest high walls, but. This actually, I found a skip. So, like, there are these things called talismans that you have to collect. It's kind of like, it's a first-person shooter, boomer shooter style, but it's kind of like also a collect-a-thon almost, in a way, where, like, you have to find the Banjo-Kazooie jiggy piece and then take that jiggy piece to the uh, booga booga guy. I can't remember yeah. what noise he makes. Mumbo-jumbo, and, yeah. Well, uh, in this game, you get talismans, and they give you different abilities, and one's called the Eye of Truth, not to be confused with the Eye of Truth from Zelda, even though they both do the same thing, which this reveals hidden pathways, and this, like, makes a little bridge to this little extra area. Well, I figured, I was like, hey, uh, I can mantle, and there's this weird invisible wall right there. I didn't, at the time, know it was an invisible path, 
but I was trying to jump up there and you can in fact mantle up. So I got like five different weapons that I was supposed to get three levels later, like right away. And I was like, Ooh, I'm very strong now. I'm a strong boy. This sounds just like uh, when we were playing with cheats on in Ocarina of Time and we were just hovering over invisible walls and through the ceiling and stuff like that. It's really hard. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto knowing the cheat codes, you know, and you can you just never let yourself do that because once that ice is broken, it's hard to not just be like, fuck it. I'm I'm just spawning weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turok 2 is fucking awesome, though. Like it's it's so impressive. Like I I was playing this and I'm like, when did this game come out? Because I remember around I remember like generally when the game came out. I was five years old when this game came out. It came out in ninety eight. Oh god. And so but like I'm shooting an enemy. It's like I shoot an enemy in the arm and his arm blows off and he wriggles around on the ground like writhing in pain. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And then I throw a mine down and it blows the raptor's legs off and they like crawl around going, ah, and there's blood everywhere. I'm like, dude, (laughs) this is insane. This was on the N64. I just forget about how insane this game was for the time. That sounds like a Naughty Dog game, honestly, the way that you're describing it. Yeah, are, this was, are, is the graphical fidelity all still like very polygonal, like in sixty four era. Okay, okay, but like the remaster, did that include any like new asset textures, or did they like do new voice over work for it at all? No, I don't think so. I think okay. it's all. I think it's all exactly the same. They added extra stuff. So like before you, there would be no iconography for like what you're supposed to be doing, but now there are like symbols that appear through walls. Okay. That's like, hey, there's something over here. You should be making your way this way. Kind of, kind of like some way to give you any sense of direction. Because it's like there are like buttons and switches on the wall, but you can't tell sometimes that you can interact with them. There's no interact button. The way you interact is you rub your face on it, just like old school Quake. <laughs> you just smash and do it really fast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And like sometimes there's like a wall you have to blow up, but there's no way to know except you just there's an icon now. So it's like I. I don't know how people played this game before, but like they, there are little things like this, these little like Doritos that you pick up that give you extra lives. And sometimes they just draw a line straight into a wall or right to the edge of a cliff. And you're like, hmm. So like, I think that's all that they were able to do back in the day. But the game is really Try to lead you to it. And the weaponry is so insane. I have the cerebral bore now. And I am just reliving my childhood, just blowing people's brains out with this fucking thing. Um, there's another gun. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the basically what replaces the minigun in the first game. But this one's a plasma minigun. And, oh, man, every single gun just feels so good to shoot. And there are some enemies that are being reused from the first game, but they're, like, scaled up and down. There are, like, there's such a diverse enemy list in this fucking game. And I, it's just, it always goes back to this came out when I was five. I can't believe it. It's like you play Goldeneye and it's like eight different dudes, right? And then Turok 2 has like 11 dudes per level. And every level, they're different dudes afterwards. Like, I'm fighting a bunch of, like, these weird headcrab mutant creatures that are crawling around. And then there are these bug dudes with jetpacks. They're basically jackals from, or the, 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 the hovering elites from Halo in Halo 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking cool. There are mechs running around. There were mechs in the first game, but it's like there are mechs running around. 
And when and you can blow off their legs and they're like, ah, fucking falling over and stuff. I'm like, this game is insane. Damn, you're really selling Turok to me. I love this fucking game so much. And I got to the second level and I was like, I'm lost. I'm looking up a guide. Fuck it. And after that, like every other level, that's a lie. There's another level that's literally a labyrinth and it's terrible. And there's an underwater part and it's really bad. But every other level <laughs> other than those two levels, it's like I've just been kind of roaming. And I'm finding the secrets on my own and doing most of the things on my own without a guide. So it's like, I don't know. I never got nearly this far as a kid. I mostly just played the game like 1v1 multiplayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or by myself, just killing myself with the cerebral board. I'm like, this is fucking sick. This is awesome. But, uh, man, I, I can't believe as an adult, like, how much I'm still enjoying this fucking game. That's awesome, dude. I'm really glad to hear that you're you're having such a good time with it still, you know, after, after all these years. Because, you know, I know that based on, you know, our personal conversations that you've been, like, struggling a little bit with new releases or newer games recently or just like nothing's really hooked you the same so it's nice to hear that like you found something that's got that nugget of just passion or inspiration in it yeah inscription really messed me up um or something how good it is yes inscription's incredibly good but it's also like it hit me at a specific time and then my life went really crazy and now i'm kind of like disenchanted and torok is definitely pulling me back in it's weird because I used to stream like quite a bit. Uh, and I streamed for this person named Melissa that we all know. We were, we all, we all talked to this person and she would keep me like, she's like, Hey, play persona, please. Cause I want to see what's next. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking maybe I should start streaming again. You know what I mean? Just to like maybe commit to games a little bit better. Like Phillips with this backlog, but he's looking at a spreadsheet and that's his satisfaction. I look at a spreadsheet and I'll put a fucking hole through my monitor. I don't want to look at the spreadsheet as oh I'm playing God. cookie clicker on the side right now. And no, I just stop. Need, I just <laughs> please someone to be like, hey, are you, did you beat this game yet? Philip isn't holding my feet to the fire. Philip oh. knows that. I just, oh. I just get angry. Oh, oh, you need someone to hold you accountable. Oh, say less, Nave. I got, I got a, I got a guy. His name is is Will. His, his screen name is Plasma Mage, and he will follow up with you to ensure that completion <laughs> has been finished. Oh, speaking of Will, Philip, we're all in a clan. Will started it. We oh, need on, to get him on to Diablos? Yeah, on Diablo. Which yeah, I'll make sure about later. And I'm like, man, we should definitely have a, a podcasting group clan. Get all the boys together. And I'm glad someone actually did it while I just thought about doing it. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I think maybe some of the boys, like some of the Elder Trolls, uh guys they they might be in a separate one or they just might be in their own thing but yeah will will really took the uh the lead on on getting everybody in there i think on the first day of the pre-release because most of us joined uh and got the extra money edition that gives you four early access days and whatever i think on the first day we were all in the same clan i don't know if they split off or not because i haven't played since the first day so i wasted that money not really that was actually a really cathartic day for me We'll talk about Diablo in a second, though, because we're all playing it. Uh, I'm playing a little bit of Cult of the Lamb. I'm playing both of these games for a di- or separate shows. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about it. Ah, fuck it. It'll be okay. So, Turok, I'm still playing for Remember 64. And so, I don't know when that's going to be. That'll be sometime in the future. And then, Cult of the Lamb, I should be playing to be on my first appearance on Between Two Gamers. Nice. So, I'm pretty oh. excited for that. That's so exciting. Oh, I, I think you'll have a really good time with them. 
Yeah, I, I we had them on once before to talk about Amogus, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, I really like those guys. You and Furry's uh, Last of Us opinions align very closely. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because, uh, I don't know, I don't want to get into Last of Us, I was about to go off, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Last of Us is fine. Matter. Uh, that's all I'm playing besides Diablo. We can all we can all assemble at the end of this to talk about Diablo to get collectively. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So Nick, what about you? I see you got a uh, talk on your list. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I got the Tatuk. Tatuk. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. I have continued to be playing this game. Uh, it is obsessing my life. I'm about sixty hours in. Oh my god. Um, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It is, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I I really want to knock this game out quick because there are just I'm basically committed to playing all the fucking AAA games for the rest of this year, and I and I already beat Diablo. Uh, not Diablo. I haven't. <laughs> thank God I haven't beat Diablo four yet. I probably would be a just complete wreck on the camera today. But I um I I already beat Resident Evil four remake and 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 Fire Emblem and all of that earlier this year. Uh, but Tears of the Kingdom, by far and away, is just so mind-blowing on so many levels, um, just with Zelda. It, it's interesting because I've talked to some people, and, and I know that Nave was trying to bring on uh, Chris from 1H1D onto the show for a while. And I, I, it might probably just didn't work out in terms of timing, but I think that he he it was interesting. It's, he has said this to me, and other folks have said this to me, that Tears of the Kingdom just didn't land with them. And my immediate visceral reaction was like, what do you mean? How? It's so good. And all of a sudden, and then I have to like acknowledge my own personal biases. I was a Ocarina of Time boy. Like that was my formative gaming experience into like actual open world games back in on the N64 era. And I, it just like, I've been in love with Zelda ever since. And I mean, Link's Awakening is just incredibly magical and, and then obviously Breath of the Wild is that tentpole, you know, title that is just, just the, the thing in the industry that happened that, you know, redefined all open world games that people can't cease to talk about. And then somehow, some way, the developers of Zelda found a way to one up Breath of the Wild, which I thought was an incredibly high bar. Uh, I think there are some people that criticize it still for being $70 DLC because they are reasoning the world, but there is just so much that is so different in this iteration of the game, even if it is the same Hyrule that we experienced last time. This is a true sequel. Don't listen to people when they tell you that. I mean, there's just so much content, and the entire, like, gameplay loop is wildly different in Tears of the Kingdom compared to, like, what you were experiencing in Breath of the Wild. So don't listen to the haters when it comes down to that. But I'm just, I'm having a great time. I beat the Wind Temple and the Fire Temple, and I've just been taking my time beating Shrines, and doing side stuff and just getting lost, helping out Koroks in the forest and stuff. And just, I, I'm thinking I'm either going to go towards the uh, Zora kingdom and help out the, the water people next, and then maybe go down to the desert and do some more stuff there. But yeah, I'm, I'm just having a great time. And I, I, I know that the industry is probably just going to come around or just call it game of the year just as a lock right now because of how well put together it is. But we were having another conversation with uh, with some other friends and it was just like uh, my buddy Kai just brought up a point and he was like, this is the real life example of how important it is to have development time. They had six years to make this game and they utilized every second of those six years. And I wouldn't be surprised if they even crunched during those six years despite the actual time frame that they had. So um, 
it's so good. It's, it's so good. So yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't say it enough. Go out, folks. If you're listening to the show, buy Tears of the Kingdom, get off the bench, just go experience it, get your hands on it. It doesn't even matter if you played Breath of the Wild or not. This is going to be the game of 2023. Other than that, I, uh, have been prepping for another show that I'm going to do tomorrow. And in part of that prep work, you can probably imagine why I'm doing this, but I've been playing a little bit of, uh, Deathloop. Um, so getting some, some more time in some arcane worlds and, uh, having some fun with that. But, uh, I don't have too much to report back on that right now. So that's, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there. That's gotcha. probably not the one that you should be playing. <laughs> you probably yeah. should be playing, uh, Dishonored. I probably so should okay. be playing Dishonored. I used to own the Dishonored. And I think on the Epic Game Store, they offered like Dishonored 1 and 2 was like one of the free games on Epic Game Store. So I, I, yep. I own it. I have it. I just, I haven't played it. The problem with Dishonored is it's going to take it would it would take a while to chew on that one. So those yeah. are like it's like Prey, where it's like okay, this is going to take a minute for Prey is also another good <sighs> Prey example. Was so long, it was so good though. I loved every second of it. it. It usually people bounce off of it right away. Like I definitely bounced off both Prey and Dishonored, and it took me a while to get to Dishonored. But I don't know. Deathloop is just something weird. I haven't played it yet, but I've just been staring at it like. <laughs> So you don't know you you don't know you just heard well, basically I mean, through like, the grapevine. It's fun. It's fundamentally a different type of game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the design the the design philosophy was already shifting towards what Redfall kind of is. Like nowhere near as dramatically as a turn as Redfall. I can see why you would go back and play Deathloop specifically with the multiplayer elements that it has. It's just like a lot of the people that enjoyed arcane games specifically pray people that i that i know that i really trust are talking about the i don't know the problem with the lack of creativity that came from death loops design not creativity but like creativity in implemented into gameplay like yeah. you know in dishonored you have all of these different ways you can approach this problem or or pray as well and and the decline of that design philosophy is definitely in death loop okay even though i haven't played it i've heard so i mean yeah i'll play it eventually but yeah i'm 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 really hoping that i can start picking apart like the pieces like and seeing where that that company is trending and stuff and and, and we've come to find out that a lot of it has to just do with the loss of people it's the people who made prey in the dishonored games great and that they no longer saw the vision of the direction that Zenimax was pulling arcane because i actively don't think that the like the leadership people who represented the developers who were, you know, fundamental to those really core experiences wanted to do what Redfall ended up being. But yeah. now we would like, but we see like where I, besides Bethesda, you know, you do what we say, you know, do it now so we can get that microtransaction money. Um, kind of yeah. reminds me of like uh media molecule a little bit. You know, like how Media, Mo- Media Molecule had been bleeding devs for a little while, especially the higher up ones, because they were working on dreams for so long. Like the what's his name, like the narrative lead and whatever that he left. It's like, what he's what, what would he even be doing? I never understood at Media Molecule. <laughs> like yeah, there's no I, narrative in dreams. I never understood the idea of dreams beyond just being a proof of concept thing. I It's so weird that they released that as a as like a full blown $60. Have you played this or have you seen this game at all, Philip? Yes, I've watched quite a bit of it. Uh but I'm more interested in what was the the Disney version of it? You know that one? Dreamlight Valley? 
no, is it Dreamlight Valley? No, I don't think it's Dreamlight Valley. I think it's something different. They came out with like a Disney thing that was like Dreams had Creator Tools, but it was like before. Yeah, oh, Hold on. let me pull this up. Keep talking. Yeah. So I, I just think that like for Media Molecule in the in the direction that they took with that, they had such a strong representation in, in Sackboy's Big Adventure and like the, the 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 that was that's them, right? I'm not I'm not messing that up. Yes, they made okay. they made Little Big Planet. Yeah, Little Big Planet. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Little Big Planet. And Zach Boy Big's Adventure is like a separate game in that franchise. The game was Disney Infinity, by the way. Disney Infinity. Okay. Isn't yeah. that – I thought that was a toy game. It is, but using the toys that you put in, you could build levels that other people could play. And so you oh. can mix in like car stuff and Star Wars stuff. And uh, Donkey made a whole video about it, about constructing like insane levels about well, – with all like these a, different things. Sounds like a licensing nightmare. Yeah, I mean, no one can actually play because no one owns the toys anymore, but it's just something that used to exist. Yeah, that's Rock Band's fucking problem. <laughs> it's never coming back, Nave. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever going to come back, but yeah, the yeah. Fortnite developers now. Needless to say, it's just like, I feel like what happens sometimes at these game development studios, because I feel like the gaming industry, I get this sense that when you get in a studio, like in especially in a first party studio, things get political so quickly. And so what I imagine happens is that there is like a guy or a girl, who whomever, there's a dev who has a really, really good track record in whatever job that they have. And then they have this idea and they're super passionate about that idea. And if that idea even sniffs a hint of money for the executives who are running that, they're like, this is your project. This is your baby. You're in charge now, despite whether or not like they're supposed to be like the creative lead. Um, and then they kind of like go from there. And so I feel like there are instances and I think Redfall probably is a great example of this. Dreams is a great example of this where people had an idea that was supposed to go one direction and then it got completely, you know, set off the, off the beaten path because of like the producers and the direct directorial leads are like, Hey, this needs to make money because this is a product. And at the end of the day, we get a, we get a half baked empty bloated shell of a, of a package that we really, really were never supposed to get in the first place. It is a big problem because like you have these game companies that end up making a video game with profit margins in mind, rather than having a good experience in mind and then building around that experience and incorporating monetization that way you know what i mean because i yeah. redfall was I, I think we're both talking about jason schreier's article yeah. it was jason this was jason schreier okay mm -hmm. yeah um they because he had an expose on redfall just recently just right in time for the xbox showcase am i right ladies and gentlemen good old jason <laughs> Let's but uh go. it's really cool because it it was really cool because and insightful because it kind of like opened my eyes to how close to the mark a lot of people have been about this like a lot of people that are speculating this might not be xbox's entirely xbox's fault where or microsoft in general xbox division where it's it might have been echoes of what zenimax was into before being acquired and this yeah. whole the because because redfall did have that monetization at the end it doesn't matter what the other people were saying before like that like we we care about the gamers. We don't have these microtransactions. No, fuck them. They're not they're not correct about that. Like apparently it was built in for a long time, and having that kind of thing gutted out of it, it it's like the Avengers game. Or I'm thinking of uh, 
what is the other game? The one that just got delayed, the oh, DC uh, game. Yeah, it was like a, the the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad got delayed, and they're like, "We're we're listening to the gamers. We're gonna remove all this garbage out of the fucking game with like you know the Hulk getting a tattoo on his titty nipple that like that gives him plus five right arm strength and whatever. Like it's like nobody wants these fucking things in most of their games, right? And but but that's so baked into the fucking cake that it's going to take so many dev hours to just try and untangle all of that out of the game. And Redfall might be a bad ex- might be a good example for all of these people to be observing like Suicide well, like, Squad's probably going to be in a very similar situation to this. Yeah, I mean it's it's from the beginning, from the inception of the game. And I mean it's it's crazy to me because there are so many good games that I think will never ever get the opportunity to touch or play at all because of the fact that they're they become vaporware because somebody along the line at an executive level says this doesn't have a clear idea or this doesn't seem like it's got like the metrics that we've looked at this this doesn't have the profitability profitability that we're looking for and that's really sad because i'm sure there are some fucking fantastic games that we've never actually seen but then on the other hand they're out here green lighting projects like Redfall or like Dreams. And Dreams, like, I don't want to shit on Media Molecule because it's like a really interesting idea. Like, they're trying to teach people how to make video games. But that's like a, that's like a put up an application on the internet type thing, not release yeah. a game on Sony's first party platform type deal, I'll in my on, opinion. I'll shit on Media Molecule. They wasted <laughs> way too much fucking time on that thing. I don't yeah. know what in God's name that Sony was thinking, letting them just sit there and twiddle their thumbs for so long. But they haven't made a video game in, like, an entire generation. They've just been chilling. Yeah, and it's they were like, chilling. Like, all you have to do is look over on the Xbox side and take a, take a, take a gander at, uh, not Insomniac. Why do I keep doing this? The other one. <laughs> the other <laughs> on Insomniac. The, yeah, the Insomniac and, of Xbox? Yeah. Uh, they just made Grounded. They have Grounded. Pentiment, oh, Obsidian. 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 There yeah, it is. Yeah. The one, the, all these one words. So Obsidian over here with that that came out with Pentiment, which is another passion project. I mean, if Dreams was a passion project, they could have like while they were doing that Dreams, could have been they a PlayStation Plus platform type gig. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's like they instead of making Dreams while they were making Dreams, they made Terraway, and Terraway was a pretty fucking good game. And then they ported it to the PlayStation with its own mechanics because they had Vita specific mechanics in the original. And it's like it should have been the other way around. Dreams should have been the smaller project, and while this thing, while they were and incubating, while they were making their own games, and that way, like we would have seen things from Media Molecule, like they would have retained some of their staff that wanted to cr- keep creating the games that they were known for. And it's yeah. like Dreams is an interesting concept, but after like ten years of just fucking doing nothing, like you would think like something nothing changed also like you would yeah. think that the, the trajectory of something would change release this game on pc what are you doing but the, yeah. like, these are this is literally just a game creation tool that's trapped on playstation and you can learn this fucking game creation tool but there's no use because you <laughs> can't make you any pay, money off of it only if you pay 500 dollars for a ps5 please <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it boggles my mind. It's such an interesting yeah. failure for Sony, and like, of course, so, Sony's gonna like learn from that, and especially now that they've got Bungie under their squad, because this is the thing that I was listening to you talk about. I wanted to bring up the Last of Us factions, where mm-hmm. you literally were describing the exact situation that Last of Us factions are in, and there's a chance to make that game. 
there's a chance that that's vaporware now. I think there I are hope. a bunch of people at that team. I mean, I do too. I hope it's vaporware. <laughs> I mean, but, like, there, I, I feel bad because I have so many friends that are like Last of Us faction, like diehard fans, but like genuinely for Naughty Dog to do something good and worthwhile and that's not going, going to be an exploitative, like money show project, which it sounds like this could be for all intents and purposes. Like, just let it go. Just let it go, Jim. Specifically, you. Oh, crying, Jim. Oh, it's, Jim. It's so disappointing because, like, we don't really know, especially after the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about right now, but it's like the PlayStation Showcase had almost nothing to do with PlayStation. We, yeah. And it had a whole bunch of interesting games, but when I saw that after two years, PlayStation Showcase has like a couple of games that are like one two maybe first party games and then where are all of these other studios that they have like what are they doing nobody really knows like for for last of us multiplayer to not be there was incredibly concerning and and then Mm, directly afterwards hearing that Bungie was like hey no 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 Uh, there's a good meme you know the meme where the guy's like chase walking after the girl and then the other (laughs) guy stops him it's like Bungie (laughs) stopping (laughs) naughty dog i don't know I would really yeah. love to see something original out of Naughty Dog, but the way that Sony's going, I don't think that we're going to. I think we're going to be stuck in Last of Us La La Land for forever. I think someone's got, someone else is going to get the Uncharted series, and then I think that we're going to see the 15 fucking uh, Gorilla game. Why do I keep forgetting this game's name? Knack? Horizon, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West Zero yeah. Dawn. It's like Horizon's gonna have the TV show and the VR game and the remaster that's been le- yeah. that's been leaked and the fucking it's gonna, it's gonna the be, next game. Ugh. It's gonna be bad, Nave. There, and this is something that I've talked about on other shows too. Is that there's a serious concern on my end um, about the dilution of IP, of the strength of the IP that they built up during the PS4 generation. Because you have, like, the three primary ones. There's the, obviously, the God of War, rag, like, the God of War 2018 reboot. There's the Horizon series. And then, of course, they have, like, the the Last of Us as well as uh, the Uncharted series. Like, those are kind of the premier temple titles. And I think they're already, they're making a Ghost of Tsushima movie and they're doing all of this stuff so they can capture a wider audience because that's what the name of this game is. They created these AAA products to be as broadly appealing to as many people as possible. And now they're going to lean on it and they're going to make shitty movie at a movie slash TV show adaptations. I mean, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was a great. It was fucking fantastic call out, but that's also not Sony. And it was a completely different project that was incepted. And they had a fucking amazing, amazing anime studio and trigger to actually agree to do that anime. And I doubt anybody could even do as well as trigger did with cyberpunk, but you're starting to see all of these series that started here and they're started here in the gaming space. And then they're going to go to TV and film and it's going to be weird and it's going to be kind of like we're going to see another resurgence of you know how to the early 2000s we saw all of those fucking shitty horrible movie yeah. video game adaptations like blood rain or tomb I mean, raider. and tomb raider any number ones that are just far kind cry. of like these far cry these empty cry? i didn't even know assassin's they made a hard, hard cry assassin's creed oh my Prince god 
Oh Prince, my god! I'm oh, really Prince of Persia is so now. so. Oh, they're all so bad. Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Did you like that one with Ben Kingsley and Jake Gyllenhaal? Dude, I'm pretty sure I was working at the movie theater that one, and I think I saw that movie like two separate times where people just wanted to see it, and I could get people in for free. <laughs> I took love Jana too. I love the idea that they said, "Oh, he's a prince from Persia. Let's get the whitest guy that we possibly can find in Hollywood <laughs> and make him the prince of Persia." Not a single Arab. To be found in that movie crazy it was a simpler time <laughs> was it though yeah, this is like, that was like 2010 that game came out in like 2010 i, I was graduating high school it's not that long ago <laughs> were you talking about prince of persia based on the movie based on the game that game oh yeah i forgot about that game <laughs> yeah that game lives rent free in my fucking head dude <laughs> think about it a lot and the barnyard game yeah philip what have you been playing lately bud uh, now that we're out of industry chat, so have you received your ally yet? It's on the way. Oh, okay. It just shipped, yeah. Because after talking to you about it and, uh, you know, basically all the the madness that you just talked about in the industry. Did you I, buy me an ally for my birthday? No, you crazy? You know how cheap I am? <laughs> so I went to my old uh, junk drawer and I pulled out this like $65 notebook laptop. Ooh, and I've been okay. playing, I don't know if it's on. Oh, yeah. I've been playing Fire Emblem Advanced or Fire Emblem 7, Fire Emblem Burning Blade. Blazing Blade. Blazing Blade. Holy is that shit. It? That's See, the one. Even, yeah, I don't even know what this, like, I just like, hey, what's the highest rated GBA games? And this was the first one the title I recognized because I haven't played any Fire Emblem game. And I'm always like, well, there's so many pretty anime boys in my Smash Bros. <laughs> like, get them out of here. <laughs> and so I picked this up. And wait, Nick, were you the one that picked Fire Emblem for your uh, your your fantasy draft? I don't remember. Dude, I might have. I might have. Go back and look. I'm gonna. I literally. I have. I have my Google Drive pulled up now. I, I'm gonna oh, see man. if I can find it. Right. But no, I that wouldn't surprise me if I did. It wouldn't surprise me because like I had never played a Fire Emblem game, and I picked this one up. Turns out, surprise, this this game series is actually quite good. If oh, Fire Emblem's has, great. Has not played a Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem's fucking fantastic. But yeah. I didn't know which one this was because it's just called Fire Emblem. And I think this was the first one released in the U.S. So they just named it Fire Emblem. But it's actually like the seventh one in the series. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it took them so long to actually come over here. Um, oh my God. Hmm. There's so many fucking games on here. I know. Oh, are you talking uh, about our, our, our list? Yeah. Oh, I can just control F, right? Yeah, for fire. Chris took it. Uh, uh, he took it away from me because he was either right before or right after me, and he took it. Yeah, the bastard. Yeah, but it's so weird. How did I lose this? What the fuck? <laughs> you see the games that I got? Dude, did I you forgot... see the games that I got? My list was fucking insane. Dude, I forgot to do a fucking, like... I back bet I can still do it. Yeah, I can still make a, a big old graphic. About whoa, whoa, whoa. This. The industry has changed to this point. I don't know if those are still valid. <laughs> which your listeners know. The industry has changed. This is referring to our anniversary episode or birthday episode or something like that, where we did a fantasy like draft of game IPs. That was it. yeah, game IPs. I'm like not studios. It was IPs, and I swept them. Got them. Yeah, you did. Got them. Phil came in. Phil came in with a strategy, and he he came to win, and he did not fuck around. But uh, Fire Emblem, it's crazy because it's like Mass Effect XCOM, 
which I didn't even know yes. could exist because yes. it's like everyone has a backstory and they all come and they talk to you and they're like, Lynn, you won't believe it. I was going to get married, but my sheep got kidnapped. And I'm like, we're getting that sheep back. And we go and we get it back and the sheep has the ring of Aristotle's and we give it to Aristotle's and he's like, I've always wanted to be a part of a merry men of gentlemen killing people in the countryside. And then he joins the group <laughs> and he has his own backstory where like you bump Hell into yeah, another group and Aristotle sees Susan on the enemy team and he's like, can love bloom on the battlefield? And then Susan switches sides to help us fight. And I'm like, this is incredible. I love this. It's so fucking good, dude. Do not, do not forget to keep your units close to each other in case they have up. Cause with those older Game Boy Fire Emblem games, the newer ones now, like if you fight near each other, you'll still get like bonding points. But in the old ones, like you have to like fight consistently next to other units. And then at some point they'll get like a talk option where they like increase their bond and that makes them more powerful. Like. It's, side by side. This is so on a Game Boy game, dude, it's so fucking good. That's why Fire Emblem. Like I've been talking about this so much with people, but yeah, no, it's it's great, man. I hope you enjoy this because uh, the next one that you have to play is uh, should be the Sacred Stones, I think, and that's with uh, Ephraim and his Erica, and that okay. was my first one. I'm more yeah. of an Advanced Wars guy. Dude, I bought Advanced Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. And I still have yet to download it onto my Switch. I've been staring Oof. at it in the store. I'm st- I'm scared to buy any on my Switch. I just bought Tales of the Kingdom, and I isn't still like, have Pokemon. I still have all these goddamn games. I haven't fucking isn't it played. only like twenty dollars, Nave? No, it's a fucking fat seventy. I'm pretty sure. Damn it! No, I don't think so. I think you're wrong, Nave. You're wrong, Nave. I'm, I'm, they, I'm, they're going to charge $20? seventy dollars no, for two no games. There's no way it's only twenty dollars. No way. There's no way it's only twenty dollars because that's a game you can redeem a voucher for, and I think all of those games are seventy dollars. Oof, big oof. Because right, that uh, was the one, that was one of the three games I was thinking of getting: either Xenoblade Chronicles Three, Advanced Wars, or uh, Bayonetta. I almost or and then I got Mario Kart instead. I don't know if I. Someone was like, oh, you want to play Mario Kart? And I was like, oh, I sure do got a voucher. And so I fucking. <laughs> I mean, Mario Kart's fun. It is fun. I was like, oh, a, shit. Even though it's it's a holdover from the Wii U, right? I think this is Mario Kart Super 8 or whatever. Like, it's really good. Yeah. I have no idea which Mario Kart it is. Uh, but yeah, like after hearing you talk about your ally, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing for some more retro gaming. And. This was just something I picked up randomly where I'm like, you know what? I'll play Fire Emblems. It's good. Dear listeners at home, uh, you don't need to drop the bag to enjoy some quality games. Hell yeah. But I, did... I mean, Advanced Wars is $60. Oof. I was wrong. I was wrong, Dave. You were right. Well, I was wrong too because I said $70. <laughs> it was right Let's in the middle. get into what we did drop the bag on. Diablo 4. D4. Uh, not the Xbox no. original game, D4. That was a different thing, which I own. I've never played. I just look at the cover and I'm like, eh. It wasn't that one of the like the Telltale-esque games? That yeah, it was episodes? a Telltale game. Well, I, it wasn't a Telltale game, but it was like that. Yeah. But Diablo 4, man, I am uh, really nitpicking this one. I don't know about you guys, but here's my complaint so far. You can't pause Whoa. it. Oh, yeah, you're right. You can't pause that. Oh, he's downloading, oh, he's downloading Advanced, Advanced Wars, Wars, finally. We're doing I'm pretty it. sure those games are good. Like, I'm Advanced almost Wars? positive. Oh, they're, they're good, good as fuck, dude. Their, their soundtracks go off. Their soundtracks are amazing. Dude, and you know what the, else goes the off? The animation style is so cool. 
dude, Torok 2's fucking soundtrack is banging, dude. No way. Yeah, dude. No it's fucking just way. Jungle beats and shit. I'm like, fucking. Oh, shit. I was like, is this another Nine Inch Nails situation? Like, is this going to be like, um, oh, what was it? The, the Not Doom? Quake. Quake, yeah. Quake. <laughs> not yeah, it's Doom. like Quake, but more monkeys. More how it. <laughs> more of that oh, God. <laughs> listeners thank you so much for for dealing with through that oh <laughs> before we get away from the monkey sounds though i went and i saw uh super mario bros the movie oh was it good dude that, i, I really liked it did you bring the kiddos with you oh dog, yeah i dog. did all right yeah. i get it yeah not a lot of monkey sounds not a yeah you would hope for more yeah well it's like fucking it's like what's his name was just like What's his name? Seth Rogen is just like yeah. I'm just gonna be Seth Rogen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing the voice. Yeah. yeah, I'm Donkey Kong. Yeah, that was it. And I'm like, it's Donkey Kong. You guys see they got Donkey Kong for this one? He's him. throwing barrels. It's like, oh my god, he's doing Donkey Kong. Can you do Yoshi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Yoshi. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, he's Yoshi now. It's incredible. True master. God damn it. Who played Toad? I forget. Oh, was dude, Toad was Keegan played Michael by um, Keegan, yeah. Keegan Michael, what's his face? I didn't know until I looked Deal. it up afterwards, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that was Toad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. God. Missed opportunity, though, for that movie. A couple things. Uh, Jana was complaining that they said Mamma Mia too many times. I only think there's like four or five Mamma Mias in that whole movie. Well, I could have done with 20. More Mamma yeah. Mias? I, I could have done with like, like, extra, like, absolutely outwardly racist like italian <laughs> like i need i need like i need chris pratt to go full italian honestly no, that, like that's what would have made it very italian really in the movie right okay. yeah wait have you not seen the movie me no yeah. i i oh still need to i still need to it's weird that she complained about that because that's like one of the only eight things that you hear you hear so long gay bowser and then you hear mamma mia that's it that's all you hear you get a lot of wahoos as well does he wahoo i don't even remember two like two separate wahoos oh he doesn't do that one he doesn't do that one no other things that didn't happen there is a part where Luigi ends up in spooky woods and he walks around and he goes, Mario? And I'm like, he's going to do it. The Mario! You know, like the Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> he doesn't do it, though. What? He does like one more Mario and then maybe he just, they're, he gets maybe they're saving it. Maybe they're saving it for like the next. Because you know, I mean, this is like what? This is surpassing like Frozen, right? And Frozen sold bajillions of dollars. And so this for this to be bigger than that, you know they're making another one of these things, right? I'm there I'm for pretty, it, Wait, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. I just read an article that said the French voice actor leaked that this is going to be a trilogy. Trilogy? <laughs> what? <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3? The best one. The second one needs to just be like the Far Cry movie, but they just like redub it with Mario lines or something. But like, why would the French voice actor know? Like, why would of all people they tell, oh, by the way, we have two I, more projects coming down the pipeline for you to know about? Well, I think he just did it on accident. I think it's kind of like how Norman Reedus accidentally leaked that he was leaked working on. Leaked the Kojima on, thing. And then Kojima Kojima's was game. like, surprise, Death Stranding 2. <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> uh, whoopsie. Did you guys catch the Kojima uh, jump scare at the Apple conference that just came out? <laughs> I don't watch... Anything. You don't want, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, he was, uh, he absolutely scared the shit out of us. Every, we were watching it. We were all excited to go see the fucking, did you see the shit, the news about the, the $3,500 
alternate reality glasses Apple is making now. Yes. I mean, how do they look? Or are they just in design? They look dumb as like fuck. Fucking they look. They look. <laughs> they look like Ready Player One. Literally, just Ready Player One. But it's it's a whole it's new Apple headset. Like, it's the first but, thing. Oh my god! You can see your eyes through them. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! It's amazing. It's like why I if somebody like has a conversation with me with a fucking AR headset on, I'm going to be so disrespected that they're not just going to take the time to take it off and talk Dude. to me like a normal human being, right? Mm. No, 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 you know the fucking when Pokemon Go was going wild and people were walking around with like the fucking streaming live streaming <laughs> stick and they get jumped in the fucking hood over and over again. Like this happened over and over again. People play Pokemon. They were just Go walking around. <laughs> no, I had no idea that that was a thing. It's very sad actually because it's always like these fucking decrepit like skinny boys that are walking around and then they just get beat up by somebody and they take all their phones because they have the three phones. What are you doing? You're not it's from like... here. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get anyway, that Charizard. Anyway, I love that. I love that the Mario movie is good. I really do want to go see. It. I want to go see that, and I need to go see into the across the Spider Verse because that's oh yeah really good reviews too. So not as good as uh, Puss in Boots Last Wish, but I, I bet mean, not. I bet not. Oh, I don't know. I actually am pretty sure that that Spider-Man movie is like outpacing Mario already. No way, really? I'm. All, I, I, mean, I think I saw that also on the internet. I don't Spider-Man? know why. I'm Everybody loves Spider-Man. I did. I mean, I guess, but I just I didn't know that they had that much pull. I think everybody unilaterally, I have not, cause you know how like everybody is a contrarian. Everybody's like, oh, I actually didn't like that technically yeah. amazing project. Like I have never met a person who says they hate Into the Spider-Verse or they don't like it. People are always like, oh, I didn't see it or it was fucking incredible. That's the only the only two responses that I've ever gotten into Into the Spider-Verse. So there's something to be said there for the power of like what they did in that studio. And if they just continue Wait. to do it again, yeah, there maybe you go. This is backwards. I think maybe the Mario's doing better than Spider-Man. No, this is talking oh, no. about No Way Home. This is that's a live action movie, right? Yeah. That's the last Tom Holland Spidey. Yeah, it's the last Spider-Man. I love me some Spider-Mans. Anyway, yeah, going back to Spider-Man across Spider-Verse box office smashes Super Mario Brothers movies record. Mm. Okay. Anyways, so back to D4. The D4. The D4. Yeah. The D4. Yeah. I feel like it was a huge tangent. But, Phil, so, you've been picking this game apart? Yeah, I've been nitpicking it real hard. Like, Because really? I just started it today. And, you know, I made the character. I'm like, oh, this, the cinematics are fantastic. Like, I'm right into it. The action's good. It feels good to control the character. The, I mean, the graphics are just incredible on the Series X. I'm Wait, really like how it looks. Dude, what? the cinematic at the beginning is so Dude, the cinematic is so cool. good. Incredible. I it's forgot. Incredible. I, it's been so long. And I watched this. I'm like, oh, wait, Blizzard makes these fucking Great awesome cinematics. cinematics. I forgot about these things, man. I remember old Warcraft 3. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fucking the, the Lich Queen or whatever. Lich King. I don't even know what the fuck it was. But it was like they, they always have these really awesome like, I don't know. It's like. It's hard to describe, too, without, like, spoiling the stuff. But, like, when that guy, like, accepts his fate at the end of the cinematic, I'm like, oh, this is so it's so fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, you can spoil no. some of it. Like, it's pretty obvious on the cover art who the villain is, you know. Yeah, well, I meant, like, I don't even know who the villain is. I know it's that lady. Yeah, I, I know everyone's calling her mommy and stuff. Lilith, of course. Lilith, usual. Yeah. The yep. usual, and the usual you're not saying everybody's calling her mommy outside problems. of the game. People in the game are calling her mommy. Yeah. I mean, she's she's literally yes. the mother of 
the the world the sanctuary of sanctuary yeah yeah so and apparently she it's like it. her cape is like a oh, afterbirth a... wall type yeah. thing it's, such a, it's like a placenta yeah the placenta yeah. does it yeah, yeah. I'm like and oh, she's like you God. can see her face like pushing oh, outwards as she's like coming into this reality it's insane it's insane and it's made up of the blood of the three people that were sacrificed wild. you guys have got to watch this opening cinematic it is wild yeah and like i had no idea what was it's like it's just a random party of people like you, it's so fucking good random adventures yeah. and blizzard has always i don't think they've ever missed with one of their cinematics in any of the Diablo games that they've made or anything. Like the only thing that I'm kind of struggling with that of is, is the in game cutscenes. Like the actual, like when I'm, when I'm playing and I'm basically, I'm just moving my character around the world. Everything looks really good on the PS5, but like the in game cutscenes, like the textures on the, the characters look very like early PS4. Like we're talking like kind of rough, looking am i am i alone there is it different I haven't noticed, text? but i've okay. not played enough to get okay. many of those weird scenes there are a couple of scenes yeah where it's like it's not it's not a full-blown cinematic sequence um uh, but it is an actual cutscene, and there's stuff where you're talking to certain demons or there's actual scenes where it breaks away from the top-down isometric view and they go into like actual camera work and the actual like the looks of the faces like parts of their textures look very well done and like you know next gen and then some of it like you look at their teeth and you can see like their gums and like their actual dental structure is disconnected from the geometry of their oh, face man. and i'm like why did they do what's going on here what is is this just my is this my copy or is this like a thing but i mean at the end of the day demons, it gets the job like, done yeah they were demons the whole time it could be demons they, yeah it could be demons i don't know dude so that first that first fucking quest line also the way that that quest line ends great oh you're talking about act one the finish of the the ending of act one so good is it the whole act i don't know it's the very beginning it's like the first just the first quest that ends in the bar yeah yeah in the bar yeah yeah and then like they take you out back oh man a great because i was almost checked out right away because i'm like okay this is the i don't think i care about it and then like and you know they're partying around you. And I'm like, okay, I'll pause I'll pause my death grips for this just to hear the sea shanty that they're gonna fucking play. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Here's part of my complaints though, is like I'm a bite-sized gamer. Like I play in chunks because I got a baby running around. There's no pausing cutscenes in not, this. You not can this pause game. any cutscenes. Yeah. Nope. That's terrible. What what the hell? And then the other thing is you can't pause the game. Like you can't actually nope. pause the game. This is Dark Souls where it's like, look, just deal with it there's no go to a go to a town if you need to if you need to not get killed go to a town and then i'm like okay well that's the thing too because you can teleport at any time back to town for free yeah Yeah, and then just walk back into the portal and go back where you were and it's like it saves everything sequentially so it's not going to like you're not going to lose any progress if you started a dungeon had to dip out i do that all the time actually where it's like i'm in a dungeon i'm halfway through my inventory is full i was like i need to sell this shit and i just go back to town sell it come right and it puts it and i take that specific portal it spits me right back out in that specific point in the dungeon yeah as long as you don't leave the town after you warp back to town that portal will stay there for you to go back but if you leave the vicinity of the town it'll, it'll be like fuck you yeah, I, but I was like dropping shit. I forgot. I I I'm played. I haven't played in a while. And torchlight, you have a little fucking pug following you yeah, around, or a llama or whatever, and you just throw all that shit on him. 
But uh, yeah, I was like dropping shit in the middle of a dungeon. And then when I got back, I hit the down button and I was like, what the fuck is that? What did I do? And I just teleported in town to like <laughs> yeah. five feet to the left. I was like, oh, I forgot. Oh, my other complaint is like that you actually play online or on like the server or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that if I, there's no quick resume then. Like the quick resume yes. says give bit oh, loser. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go back to dashboard real quick. You come back and it's like you were, you know, away for too long and it disconnects you. And I'm so like, that's Blizzard, not cool. Blizzard yeah. basically said, "Fuck you, Xbox. You didn't acquire us in time. So eat, eat garbage." I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the problem too, because it's like you know, all every game that has this connect internet connection thing, it it doesn't work with quick resume, like Destiny and Dead and Dark Souls and stuff. But I'm like playing that. solo, single player offline. What the hell yeah. do they want? But I mean, that's the thing. In in Dark Souls, it, it fucks up too. Even yeah, though you're playing single multi- player offline. I guess if you're playing offline, then yeah. But I mean, usually you have invaders that you got to deal with and crap like that. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You, no, I wasn't talking about other ways. Um, I I want to just. You were talking about Death Grips earlier, but I want to <laughs> talk about the music that's in this game this this soundtrack is done so incredibly well the soundtrack like for each city is different and the one in kyovastad which is where you spend that's like your home base for act one fucking incredible man and it's like and it's not only that it's like the music i love just vibing out and listening to the music as i'm traversing across the world and i've i've like have some streamer friends and stuff and i hear them they basically throw on like a spotify playlist while they're playing diablo but i don't know i guess i just appreciate it for what it is and so i i genuinely like listening to the like very ambient cinematic soundtrack that they've put in this game so very well done in my book that's i think my biggest problem is that i have like really bad adhd and so it's hard when i'm listening to like ambient sounds it's hard for me to stay focused weirdly enough so i have to like like, start shaking something else happening that i can if it's like i have to have something that i can kind of let my attention drift to so if my attention starts drifting away from the video game it might drift to my cell phone or like you know something that's going to completely pull me away from the game if it's drifting back to fucking my chemical romance then i'll just start humming my chemical i'll just start singing black parade for a little bit and but i could continue playing the game that's kind of like yeah. i have to gaslight my own three <laughs> different trains of thoughts okay. to, to stay on track what reminded <laughs> what philip reminded me of though because you were like it's always online i had this problem with my router last week actually did the it, last did two it blow weeks. up did you get a new one yeah so i mean random news update in the middle of it because this pertains to diablo specifically but um i called up you know my fucking internet provider which is cox they fucking suck and they were like hey we're gonna run a diagnostic on your thing well first i did it on text and i don't know what the i don't know what i was fucking thinking that was the stupidest thing i've ever done and he's just like oh do you want to upgrade your speed i'm like no that's not what i want (laughs) my fucking shit's broken clearly so i called them up and they're like, we're running diagnostics. Right away, they're like, oh, yeah, your fucking router is messed up. Not only is your router messed up, obviously, because it's only doing 0.02 millibytes per second or whatever, megabytes per second. Not only is that the problem, but this router, for the for the plan of internet that I'm using, was never capable of doing the speeds that I was fucking paying for. How much speed are you paying for? I'm paying for like 800 megs up. Oh, or shit. 800 megs download. Sorry. That's almost gig- that's almost like fiber internet. That's like gigabyte level internet. Did yeah, they give so- you a basic like do you, like 
DSL router. I guess they fucking did. Fucking <laughs> it makes idiots. me so it makes me so mad. I'm like been paying for this fucking internet Dave, for like two two or three years now. If you have the time and willingness, I gen okay. This is this is a, a some some advice to Nave and all listeners out there who want to rip off corporations. I would like take the time to escalate that through levels of customer service to see if you can get money back. Because if they gave you the wrong equipment, like legitimately, you are probably entitled to a ton of money back from them in terms of credit. Because it's literally, it's a, it's a bait and switch situation, which can get them into legal trouble. So if you call and you ask immediately for a manager and then just yell at the manager, just like be a complete asshole. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry because like there are plenty of people who are in customer service out there. Shout out to y'all. But if you just make a huge stink about it, I guarantee you that you can get a lot of money back from that. And I know that that's, that's something that everybody could use as extra money. I might try and I might try to do that. I'm so anti-mean though it's i'm hard it's hard i am too nave i, I would am have too. to drink i'd have to take like five or six shots From, before i did that do it do whatever you need to do do it because like for me like i worked in, i was waiting tables for years and years and i'm sorry philip i know i'm diverting us again from oh, go, go where you go <laughs> but like i genuinely like we are all all every single day we are getting completely defrauded by corporations on every level so the fact that like you went for years and you're paying for almost fiber level internet and I don't know if your bill is even scratching close to a hundred bucks a month or if it's north of a hundred bucks a month, but if you are paying that much, you like deserve some money back or you deserve some type of compensation or they need to like credit you for several months, you know, for, for your actual service, in my Dude, opinion. It was so fucking annoying. But like, and the person that I talked to was just like, I don't know. They were being like cool but at the same time it's like i wonder what else i've just fucking been like yeah yeah whatever like cool do whatever you need to do just give me the thing I, i'm so i want my internet to fucking fucking function and it's, it's part like, of the like, play they wear yeah. you out so you just say yes whatever yes exactly and it's like the guy and the guy so she had to send me over to another guy so that he could get figure out what the fuck router i was supposed to have in the first place but then he was like actually so instead of sending because they were gonna just replace my router and they're like no we're gonna give you like a completely different router but we need that router back and i'm like okay whatever fuck it i'll give you the old router back and now this thing looks like a fucking yeah PS5? Looks like a, it looks like a spy device <laughs> like it, it looks like something from RoboCop. Like I don't like it. And what really sucks is it's white, and everything over there is black. My PlayStation's, my Xboxes, everything over there is black. And then there's just random white obelisk just sitting over there next to them. <laughs> it feels so weird though, because I had like okay, new router, new me, new phone, new. I got the Galaxy Buds. I got the fucking the Sensu Beans. <laughs> yeah, my my sensu beans, which <laughs> of course we're talking about Dragon Ball Z this fucking week. But it's like I have all this brand new shit, and I feel like I've shed my skin like a snake. You know, I've yeah. like wither, yeah. wiggled out of my own. Yeah. It maybe that's partially what's fucking going on. God with, forbid uh, you get a haircut like me and you chop it all off. That's what I would do every time I get a haircut. I just buzz it completely, like military cut. Because yeah. I've never liked my haircut. I've never once gotten a haircut that I liked. So it, yeah. I just I prefer my hair long. So the fact that it's getting cut makes me sad. But mm. yeah, Christ. Well, Nave, have you noticed an increase in your internet speeds? Oh yeah, I was I was like so before it would cap out at like three hundred something. Yeah, and like you know fifteen upload, and now it's capping out at like. 890 
download and like 45 upload oh, which shit. is like i don't even know what i'm supposed to do with all of that honestly because i've been download on the old download game. all the games dude i downloaded mortal kombat 11 and all the dlc in like fucking 10 15 minutes oh hell and yeah. i was like whoa <laughs> i was already <laughs> obliterating philip in download speed and now i have like over over double the speed now i'm like i don't even know what the fuck i'm gonna do with this shit now phil um, you just have to get on whatever naves on now you know I mean, we live so far away. Like he, like we can't even get cocks here. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called co- C O X. Everybody listening, there the are no cocks to be found in Texas, y'all. No, only Spectrum. <laughs> like I'm on the Spectrum. <laughs> what's with all these fucking names oh really y'all have spectrum down here because that's what our internet is over here at spectrum i guess time warner cable fucking xfinity whatever yeah what the the umbrella company the big split the yeah, regrouped. Corp. yeah exactly oh anyway. i remember why i brought this up uh because the upload speed was 0.02 megabytes a second every single time i was playing diablo that first day i was so afraid that i wouldn't be able to play because i knew it was internet connection required and all of that Every single time it auto-saved, which is like once every minute and a half, oh, my yeah. game stuttered for like five or six seconds straight, no and I couldn't move. No, legit. <laughs> I would be stuck. So, thank God I was the necromancer, but multiple times I almost died, because I, I suddenly couldn't move anymore, because the game decided to upload my save to the cloud, and it took a fucking second. Literally, it took actual seconds to send Discord messages. That's how yeah. bad my upload speed was. Nave. And so... I'm I'm just glad that it's over. Are you doing a bone spirit build or a bone spear build on Necro? Or are you going No. I'm going I'm going mostly with the exploding exploding bodies. Explosion. I think that's really fun. Corpse but explosion. here's the problem. I fought two bosses now and both times I had to like respect to specifically fight that one boss to do like different things. And so it's it's really weird by myself cuz there was this one boss I fought which I think was totally optional. I think it was just a random dungeon I stumbled across. But um, I got to the very end, and I had to, I had to get the blood mist, which I'm just using blood mist now. I'm like, oh, this is actually a good one. And but it's like, is it is it good? It's is good it better because, than decrepify. Well, the blood mist is a a literal you phase out, so you can't be damaged, and you you have one you have an extra perk where it lets you it heals you, and then there's another perk that says for every second you're in there, you drop a corpse. And oh, so nice. if you're 1v1ing a boss that has no mobs around it and it like two shots your skelly mans, like it's great because you just do that and then immediately you can summon three more three more skeletons and like they can distract the guy while you're cool down for blood missing. It's a, it's a pretty uh, easy loop to 1v1 a boss. But I don't know if I was playing in a group, I obviously wouldn't play that way. I would have fun with like exploding corpses and shit. But I really like in this game how there's random fuckers running around. Like on the yeah. overworld. I love yeah. running into them and like, hello. The, the rando <laughs> Calrissians of the Diablo realm. What build are you doing, Philip? Uh, well, I saw the Necromancer and I'm like, ooh, that looks really cool. But I'm like, I bet this is what all the tryhards are going to pick, though. Trying to be <laughs> contrary to pick Damn something. And then I look and I'm like, oh, there's a hunter. Disgusting. Oh, what's this druid crap? Gross. And then I looked over and saw <laughs> the manly guy with a hammer. And I'm like, that's my guy. Oh, you got a barbarian? Okay. Oh, okay. and then I saw the wizard and I'm like, what a nerd. And then I went to the <laughs> what a nerd. Well, that's the weirdest thing too is that like every everyone in that clan, like we have a uh, like a podcast community clan going on right now. And everybody is either a rogue or a necromancer, except yeah. one yeah. random person who's a sorcerer. And I was like, whoa, yeah. look at that, bro. Yeah. My buddy Shady, he's a sorcerer. 
Will rolled the rogue. I am a I am a necro, and then uh, another friend of ours who's like pretty pretty steady in the uh, in in the party. He's a druid, and I and I see him playing the druid, but I don't know if he's having fun or not. Yeah, I didn't really. The druid looks so weird. Like I looked at the yeah. abilities, I'm like, this is the second pick, but I don't want to think. They have and little so like went to the other. Oh one. yeah, you yeah. have to really really think when you're playing the rogue and the druid. Like those are like advanced level classes. With a necromancer, I feel like it's very easy to get like a two like a two balanced thing, especially once you level up the Book of the Dead, because you have like you have little skeleton like reapers who roll around and hit, and then you get like ma- skeleton mages who will like cool. do like ranged attacks, and then. You have to do a special quest for the necromancer to get summon a golem, and it's like an actual like in world mission that you have to complete. That's connected. That's pretty cool to the the entire world. Like there's a dude who's like Rathma, who was apparently the first necromancer, and he is Lilith's son. And you actually talk to him, and he's like, "Hey, I need to give you some advice," or you talk to somebody like related to him or something like that. And he's like, I need to give you the ultimate weapon of all necromancers. And it's summoning an, a golem. And there are three types of golems. There's the, uh, there's like the base level golem and then an iron golem. Or no, yeah, there's the, the, the normal one. And then there's a blood golem. And then the last one's an iron golem. And he literally comes out of the ground and he has like metal planks attached to his body. And he has a thing that looks like pyramid head from Silent Hill. Oh, that's pretty Literally cool. looks like pyramid head. It's so fucking cool looking and yeah yeah it's awesome and i think every class has their own example of like when they have a separate side power that's connected to their skill tree there's a special mission that you go on to get that final advanced level summoning spell or something so yeah i think i think that'd be really fun for everybody that makes sense i think that's pretty cool like so i don't know what you guys like how much you're like trying to not min max your build but kind of like have synergies in your build and stuff but i have like extreme synergy in my necromancer build right now i know nick you're probably way further than me and philip philip just started because the game just came out today and i've only played for the one day so me and philip probably in the same spot but my necromancer build is really cool because i have like this ability to pull i can make a body sprout tentacles and pull people in and then i have an ability tendrils yeah yeah, it's really cool and then after i do that i i I use that ability and then i throw forward a pool of like dark magic that slow it does a bunch of damage and like damage over time and it slows Mm -hmm. everyone and then i corpse explode everyone and i think my corpse explosion if they're slowed they take a bunch of extra damage so it's like this one combo that clears a room every single yeah. time i walk in and it's like so satisfying to do yeah that's incredible yeah i uh i am running i like well the reason why i asked you is because i myself am running a bone spear build and basically it's designed around it's it's really weird because i haven't ever really settled on a basic attack the attack that like doesn't cost you any mana yeah. um but like the the my square attack is where you throw out a bone spear and that will two shot almost everything besides heftier boys like any bigger boys or any bosses you got to keep spamming that. But are you playing consumes, on tier two or tier one right now? Tier two and it's kicking my ass. Tier two, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're yeah. It's it's good. It's still fun. But I would say that I wanted a little bit more of a challenge because I am an experienced Diablo player and I played the shit out of three when it came out. And so I was yeah. like, yeah, I know what the deal is. And, and so I'm like, um, and, but I'm, I'm running a specific build where it's like, I'm using Decrepify while I have my thing out. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe while you're using Decrepify, it's like slowly sucking the life out of the enemy that you're doing, but it also buffs 
your warriors, like your actual, uh, your undead yeah. army. So I think they do extra hit and they have an increased chance of critical hits while you're doing that. And so you're sucking mana in and once you fill it up, you throw out the bone spear and then you can like activate your golem to like come do an AOE effect. And it's like a whole system that you have set up. But yeah, I'm doing that. And, uh, there's also a, a bone spirit which is kind of another example of an AOE effect. Basically, it's like if you're surrounded by enemies and you're kind of in an oh shit moment, you can pull R2 and that will like send him out and do a blast and like obliterate like almost everybody in the nearby vicinity. So really, really strong, tough build. I kind of just like super versatile. The only downside is that if my... if like And I also have Corpse Explosion too, of course, which you have to supplement. But yeah. If my skeletal warriors die while I'm in the middle of combat or if I'm in the middle of a boss event and there aren't that many corpses on the ground, because sometimes you're in a room with a boss and it's just y'all. And when you hit a boss, sometimes a corpse will appear and that will allow you to summon one. But like he'll like stop aggroing your skeletal mages and then come after you. And if he comes after you, it can get kind of hairy sometimes. That's how I've been killed a lot in this game is because like they have a thing where you can be vulnerable or they can hit you and it will crack your like health meter. And then if yeah. they hit you again, it'll take a huge chunk out of it as opposed to just normal attacks. And so I've, I've gotten into some pretty perilous situations. I wish Will was here because he probably has some really good solutions to all of those issues, but I need to do some more research on the build and see what I can do to the that because there's that one issue of the downtime that it takes for me to get those skeletal warriors back up and running and then like of course if my golem dies then that's not great at all because he's got a huge health bar by himself um so yeah more stuff to learn there's a lot of versatility in the in the play styles for each class and i think that that's something that really like wraps it really like wraps its fucking tendrils around my brain <laughs> yeah like, i have a yeah I, I have a scary problem with it. the first night that i played this game i was like ah i'm gonna have an issue like the further i get into this game the harder it's gonna be for you me know, to stop playing your addictive personality you're like fuck <laughs> well it's it's after i got to that first boss that killed me the first couple of times and i was like okay how can i do this and that problem solving fucking min max mode that my brain goes into i love it and the fact that i was able to like figure out some weird combination of things i didn't want to use originally that actually like pulled me through like in a really simple way and it's like you can and you can pretty simply just you know refund all your points and then like respec yourself again it's gonna cost some money so hopefully you're not spending i'm literally not spending any money i don't spend any money you never that's the trick is like even if you see like items or weapons that are in the shop that are higher level than what you got never spend fucking a dime in that game because you're gonna go into a dungeon and pick up something that's like plus 50 over what you just bought so just don't do it yeah it's it's weird have you messed with like transmogging do you or do are you just like a oh no i'm transmogging the fuck out of everything so basically every piece of equipment i pick up in the world because every character has a preset defined list of equipment that they can collect and so every time you kill an enemy it's basically just rng as you scale and they'll like introduce new pieces of equipment as you're leveling up and so every time i do a dungeon or you know, world event or whatever, and I pick up some new shit, there will be a little hammer bar in the bottom left-hand icon of that item. And I never sell those. I always salvage those to open up more transmog options unless they're legendaries. Now, legendaries are their own thing altogether. There's, I've heard people talk. I don't know what the rule set is about what the issue is with the legendaries, but I they look cool as fuck, and I want to be looking like I'm wearing legendaries all the time. However, um... I quickly out level 
the legendaries that you pick up as you're going along. But what you can do if you want to actually keep those effects that apply to those legendaries and apply to a different one is you can take it to the dude that's in town. He's like got the, he's got the little triangles above his icon. And he's like the sorcerer of the town or whatever. And you give him that legendary and he will extract the aspect of that legendary, I like weapon or armor set. And then you can save it. And whenever you want to like, you have a build that you're running with and you've been running for a while and you want to like increase that to fight a boss or something, you can apply that legendary aspect to that other piece of armor, but you can only do it once. So it's like, uh, that's uh, why you never sell or salvage any of your legendaries. Cause you want to always extract those legendary aspects. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, my big question for you, Nick, is you mentioned Lilith and her first son, the first necromancer. Yes. That instantly made me question, what was he necromancing if he was one of the first necromancers? Like, how much dead things were there for him to bring back to life? Who's who's to say? Who's to say? All I know, all I know is that he. I'm not going to, there is, you are probably neither of you are there yet, but there is some family drama. That's oh, yeah. connected to Rothma. There's some real big family drama there, and he is not on good terms with the heavenly side of his family aspect. Which, speaking so. of that as well, I heard a new theory the other day that I am in love with. So, you guys know the old uh, Cain and Abel story, correct? Could you refresh yes. us on that real quick? Okay, so uh, back in the day, uh, there were two two good boys, and God hung out with them. These were the sons of Eve, I think? They were the firstborn, maybe? Yeah, they're okay. the first real humans. Yeah, and one was a gardener and one was a farmer with, like, meat. And they nice. would each offer their offerings to God. And God was really playing favorites with the gardener. I think that was Abel. And he was like, yo, these carrots be bussin'. And anyways, <laughs> Cain was real mad about it. And so he picked up uh, the world's first meta build, which was a rock. And he beat the crap out of his brother and killed him. And God showed up and was like, yo, where's his brother? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not my brother's keeper. Anyways, God then cursed him with, like, immortality, pretty much, and the mark of Cain and made him walk the earth forever, another 777,000 billion years or whatever. Okay. So uh, have you heard the theory that Cain is actually Bigfoot, and he has been walking this <laughs> earth since then, and that's why we keep seeing sightings of him, but no one's ever actually able to make, like, contact with him. Because he's like, moving. He's yeah, mobile. Part of the curse or the, the the whatever, the smiting was like that no one would like mess with him while he was like stuck in his immortality. Well, the question is, is like, how did how did he get to like North America where the predominant like Bigfoot sightings are? Because like, do you think he crossed over that that frozen bridge yeah, between bridge. Russia no, and, and where Alaska? the Garden of Eden was? Like we know his starting <laughs> I, point. I what, know, is it, what is right? it in Texas? No, it's in Idaho. <laughs> it's in Idaho. Oh shit, that's a yeah, That's where the potatoes come from. <laughs> Which Wait, the potato what part was of the actual fruit of truth or whatever, or fruit of good and evil? It was the potato. Okay, okay. Nice. I don't know. So it wasn't an apple. So you're telling me Eve she she risked it all for not an apple, but it was she took Look, a chaw out yeah, of a potato. You tell me the snake knows anything about apples up in the trees? No, the yeah. snake knew about the the earth oh. apples. As the That's French crazy. call it. But what about, what does this mean for Assassin's Creed? Because we've been learning all about the Apple of Eden. And oh, they're look. using all this Apple iconography. Oh, did you find it, Nave? <laughs> yeah, oh, look. shit. Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. Yep. It's in Idaho. 
found on TripAdvisor a a restaurant called the Garden. Oh of my god! And it's like a gas station restaurant, <laughs> like a truck stop <laughs> gas <is> a gas <laughs> station. <laughs> Uh, unique we stopped here for lunch because well there wasn't much going on east on the highway there are actually several <laughs> yeah there's so many reviews oh, oh, let me start oh there's a one star yeah i know that's what i was looking at i can't believe what i saw let me start by saying this is the first one star review i've ever done i even slept on this situation before i decided to do this Here's Whoa, calm what, down ydm616 so it's so long never mind i don't know if i want to eat this but we're already here here's what happened I stopped by the Garden of Eden for dinner. Father, were service problems because there was only one waitress and we're very busy. I could only overlook that. I could even overlook the fact that the food wasn't the greatest. By the way, these are these are like <laughs> oh my god. He wrote a book. Yeah. He wrote I was a book. Having a hard time reading this one. No, I'm not. This is how it's written. Yeah, cuz there are misspellings everywhere. Oh. You're reading it, right? Yeah. However, when I went to pay the register, oh, hold on, I messed that one up. Me, that was me. However, when I went up to the register to pay for my dinner, there were two employees sitting right beside the register without mask. I <gasps> oh my this. god! Oh, this is COVID era. This I is twenty twenty one. This yeah. is yeah. the height of COVID. <laughs> they could have died. They could Probably. have died. I could have overlooked this if it hadn't been a big industrial tub of butter sitting open right in front of them. What are they doing with butter? It had just been used to scoop butter for my pancakes. <laughs> oh my god! So they were unmasked, and the butter was wide open. Yeah, cross contamination. Oh my god! They might as well have sucked their tongues into that fucking butter, dude. <laughs> they might have just like given the butter like a, a what is it called a, a, a rubber boat? Uh, what is it? What is a motorboat? They might have just motorboat the butter. <laughs> Okay. Oh, read the rest. One of the employees offered oh, one of the employees offered the carried waitress to help scoop butter into the cups using his own unwashed hands in an unmasked face. Fortunately, she said no thank you. Oh, okay. What happened next blew my mind. The same employee took a spoon dip. Better the same employee took a spoon dip better out of a large Restaurant industrial butter tub and ate it. When I call this waitress to, when I call this to the waitress attention to grab the tub and move it away to an area that was away from the customers. Period. The the employee obviously upset stands up to me, shows me the spoon and says, "I used a spoon like that, made it all better. I used I a spoon this like can't be that." Real. Made it all better. Okay. I spoke to the manager in the truck stop who didn't seem to be bothered by the story whatsoever. When I questioned her about that attitude, she said she would talk to him. Because I didn't have a lot of faith that this would have resulted in, that this would have any result. This is horrible. I asked for the contact <laughs> for the general manager. When I spoke with the general manager, she was at least she was shocked, as shocked. What the fuck is happening? I'm done. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking this, this person can't be real. I'm looking at this person's profile on TripAdvisor. They have one contribution, and this this is the only review they have ever written on the website. Maybe that is real. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that would be true because they said this is their first one star review they've ever done, and if it's their <laughs> only review, this. yeah, I don't know. They even slept on it. Yeah. When mm. I spoke with the general manager, she at least was as shocked by the behavior as I was. 
she also promised. I read this that, one already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was following it up so they could, you know, the dear listener at home could keep track of this, you know, spanning narrative, the tale of Gilgamesh and Beowulf. She also promised that she would resolve the situation with this young man. My concern is that a huge restaurant-sized tub of butter was sitting on a counter open right in front of the customers who were eating. Even if the employee hadn't eaten directly out of it, this wasn't a good health practice. Weird truck drivers irregularly stop at this truck stop that may not <laughs> remain true in the future. The future. Dunk on them. Dunk yeah. on them, Don. Okay. Dunk there on them. There's a thank button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gave it a one up. Okay. Yeah, me All too. Right. I'm doing it too. Yeah. About it. It should have three. It should have three now. Thanks, Don, for your service and your very questionable use of grammatical. Yeah, dude. Correct. That English. It's so tough to write these Yo, days. Steve you know? Slick Show, 393 reviews, one star. Why? Only in case of emergency. Not a real taco time. This place <laughs> was very tacky. What? <laughs> What's a taco time? Whoa, this person, D5952. No, we need to get away from this. No, he says, I literally watched a huge drug deal in a tan car right next to me. A Mexican older white man and a girl <laughs> I went to school with, Heather Bigelow. Whoa, Heather <laughs> Bigelow. No. Doing a drug deal. Wow, small world. Hey, tweakers, pay attention. <laughs> Look. It's right there. I don't want to read this. I really like the one that's with uh, right below Don's review. The Cooper M six fifty five. Was like, this is the best place ever? And it's Bro and his homie, and they look like they're having the best time. They look so happy of their lives at at the Garden of Eden. I mean, yo, they have a tree in the middle of it, and it's got a big ass snake, snake with red eyes. Yo, oh, this is kind dude. of like, we can we like, like make it. a trip out here, guys? <laughs> yeah, make that a Patreon uh, goal. Yeah, is we'll yeah Patreon a- goal. Well, yeah, we'll do that, and we'll make a trip out to uh, to Garden of Eden in Idaho. Yeah, the Garden of Eden in Idaho. That's gonna be one of the pilgrimage spots for the gaming together. Uh, people, what are they called? The gaming together the prophet, clan. The, the people that the co-op spread the co-op the gamers. All right, to bring it back to D4, though, uh, I'm not up on the lore. Is Kane and or, I don't know, uh, Abel in... Bigfoot. Bigfoot, yeah. Is Bigfoot in D4? I think they're referenced. Um, I think, like, they talk about Kane and Abel or one of the two in Diablo 3 when when the old guy who's basically the, the priest at the very beginning who gets, like, the meteor or aka the angel crashes into the church that they're in and they send them down to like the depths of tristram and you got to like go down there to go save him and shit he ta- i think he talks a little bit about it i i can't rightly remember though genuinely i'm not sure because i love how much like it's almost like a a binding of isaac situation <laughs> where they use so much christian mythology in this game but it's all like i don't know fanfic made you know whatever oh like, yeah actually oh, yeah. It's when, like yeah. God of it's like God of War level Norse mythology, but for for Christianity. It's, yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, anything more for D four, Nave? Did you find something dumb? <laughs> I'm just reading these fucking reads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really of Eden. I, uh, I I don't have anything more on Diablo four other than the fact that like 
had had like Tears of the Kingdom and Resident Evil 4 remake not come out this year, this would be a lock for like being in the game of the year conversation with how well polished it is and how just fun it is. And I also think that like everybody loves Diablo or at least everybody who knows about and has played Diablo in the past loves this game. And I know, Philip, that you were not going to play it because of the price point and, like, the access. And I oh, guess yeah. Nave, Nave got you in there. Is that what happened? No, see, this is a good yeah. point to bring up, is I was, no, I'm just going to emulate Fire Emblem on my, my $60 <laughs> laptop. And Nave's like, look, if you don't buy this, then I'm going to buy it for you and gift it to you. And I'm like, God, Nave, please don't. Because I know Nave literally <laughs> please, just, Nave. you know, got a new router, got a new everything like completely new nave new him or whatever and you didn't like, have to buy a new router did you nave no that was the thing they gave me they just gave it to me okay but mm. you bought a new phone and new earbuds yeah yes yeah. yeah but i think i still have to do the fucking install whatever you know you know those fucking stupid charges that they yeah. hit you yeah with. they'll just put it oh, on your yeah. bill you won't even see them yeah i will because my bill will be a fucking 50 dollars more yeah, and then you wanted to buy your own you know 70 dollar uh copy of the game so you're threatening basically threatened me to drop all this money after you just got a huge pay cut. And I'm like, God, Nave, don't. Please, God. I I bought the ultimate edition of this game. Not the deluxe edition, the ultimate edition of this game. I gave Bobby Kotick so much goddamn money just so I could play this early access and have all the bullshit. And, like, most of the shit that they give you for the ultimate edition, like, I need to look up what the actual, because I don't remember what it is. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the perks that you get from paying for the ultimate edition Dude. besides playing early. But, like, Bro. beyond that, okay, just just real quick, the craziest part about it was is that I paid for early access. And, of course, like, the opening night of early access, you're sitting there and you're trying to log in over and over and over again. Yeah. There was a, there's an insane queue to get in, but then like the like John, Jono was talking in the group chat for the game Duopod, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Pam just paid for the two ninety nine dollar in game currency add on, and she got oh, in God. immediately." And I was what? like, "There's no fucking way!" And I had been over an hour trying to get in the queue, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try. It's two dollars. No, what? No big deal. I try. I get in." immediately oh my god bobby kodak just wants to steal all of our fucking money they did it on purpose i swear to god they did it on purpose and they they got me i think that was mostly a playstation issue i don't know a lot of people because i got in instantly with my less than a quarter of a megabyte per second jim Jim ryan jim ryan and bobby kodak probably appear to the same local circle jerks so that's probably what it is jim ryan more like jim prying your fucking (laughs) dollars out of your hands (laughs) got him nave yeah but what's funny though is um in that super ultimate edition that you got uh, almost all of the perks are not for Diablo Four. They're Diablo it's Three, for, like, aren't they? Diablo Three and World or Two of Resurrected, and yeah, it's all for that. So <laughs> when you, I saw that, I was like, "Wait about? a minute!" I was—I almost bought the Ultimate Edition. I was like, "Wait, like hold it!" You know what I mean? And then I just <laughs> went back to the deluxe. I just need Objection! Fucking, which I still get the horse armor. Diablo has horse armor, just like fucking yeah. Oblivion, Philip. I mean, there got are horses. You act, the fucked up thing about it is that the horses only come after you've finished all of the campaign. So at the end of Act Four, when you finish like the main storyline shit, then you can get a horse and go around. And so I guess like the idea is that they think that players are gonna like like golden path it, and then after the golden path, they'll do all the side missions in the dungeons. But that doesn't really make sense because everybody kind of wants to get to fifty as quick as possible. So I don't know. 
Are you guys going to do the uh, the hardcore no death run, or at least try? Yeah, I figure I'd try one eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. You should I do did it on life. Diablo. 3. You should do it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do it. I fucking died, but <laughs> I died eventually. Well, no, yeah. I hope they do like uh, do not do the seasons like they they did in um three, Probably. where like you could have a seasonal character. Like I thought that, that was, was really cool. That was really cool. I assume they would do something like that because that's I what I was doing. It, but that's what I want to play. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's enough uh, D4 talk. Uh, into my backlog, Bustin. I beat two games this week. Uh, Coffee Talk 2, number 45. The game is just more reading. It's good. Is it? Is it good? Does it? Is it feel good to make the drinks? Uh, the drinks are super simple. I wouldn't say it feels good to make the, make the drinks. It's not Valhalla-level drink-making, from okay. what I can tell. Because I really usually... want to play Valhalla, and I started Coffee Talk 1, and I was like, ooh, this is satisfying. I'm making a little chocolate mocha drink, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of coffee. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. It's bada, not a... <laughs> bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> you think I can get cast for Mario now? Did I, did yeah. I do it? Can I be Mario? Uh, if you say something like that, they reach over to the tip <laughs> jar and they pull money out. They're like, sorry, barista. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I saw this fucking tweet. Where this person, this person, uh, I don't know what it was. It was some server and they're like, look at this. It's a folded up $50 bill. And then it unfolded and it wasn't a $50 bill on the inside. It's like, Jesus wouldn't let you down. Oh, I got tipped those all the time. I got tipped those all the time when I waited tables. It's fucking horrible because you think you're getting 20 bucks and then you get a Jesus quote. But it's like, it's a $50 bill. Are you insane? Who the fuck? does that to somebody that's incredible like i saw somebody that was in the in the tweet thread that was like you should find out what church they work at they 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 go to and then go to that church and when they pass the thing around leave like 15 of those in the fucking oh, thing and then take mm-hmm. the money out of it and i'm yes. just like Ooh. Yes. Ooh. that sounds yeah, that sounds like <laughs> That sounds like justice. That sounds like justice for the Lord. Because it's like, oh, it's like, it's like Jesus will give you it. What it's, it says something like Jesus will give you. Jesus will provide. Uh, or will prov- It's like Jesus will provide things that money can't give you. And it's like, okay, well then you can have like twenty of these, right? Like, and it's cool. Yeah. God. I would lose my fucking mind. I have nothing against religious people either, but that is insane. That's yeah. so mean. It's pretty egregious. Yeah. Hopefully anyway. he also got a real tip. Coffee talk too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, just you know, more fantasy people talk and telling their stories. And uh, what's kind of interesting about it is like you never really see like it's always just like a snapshot in their lives. And it's nice coming back to it because it's supposed to be like years after the first one. So you see like oh the couple that were like you know will they won't they and this one they're getting married but there's drama over the wedding and stuff like that. Like it's good to see like nice. you, progression as you go along. Or there's a uh, like a pop star in the first one that uh, is making poor career decisions and how she's kind of like, I don't know, you see her career change. It's pretty good. Interesting. So is it like, is it a direct sequel to all of the events that took place in one? Yes, it is canonically like a, a straight continue. You're the same character. People come up and they reference things in the first one. And, nice. But that's where it gets okay. kind of hard is because when you mix the drinks, you do have like a recipe book, but you can't always reference it. And you're, Oh. When you make the drinks, you have to kind of remember 
stuff happens. I'd be like, hey, uh, buddy, you remember that drink you made with for me? I think it was like two months ago. Just make that one again. I think it was a, a kind of tea. Meanwhile, you open up your little tea drawer and you have three different tea varieties and you just oh, start sweating. No. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then you look at him like, oh, no, this guy's lactose intolerant. So I know I don't put milk in it. And then you kind of like batman detective remake a tea and you're like here you are my good sir he drinks and he's like this was not what you made me last week and i'm like no oh, I so up. this is this is the problem with games like this for me is that i have so much anxiety about fake characters saying mean things to me that i will i will literally look up a guide so i don't get it wrong. oh don't do that i i owned every everything and it's they don't say mean things they're always really polite they're like oh, this okay. is they're like this is not what I ordered. And then your barista is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me make you a new one. And they're like, it's fine. <laughs> and then they just drink it anyway. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. It's even worse. It's, in, it's cool, too. Like, in Valhalla sim- has something similar to it where, like, you look in your little recipe book and it's like, this drink is girly. This drink is bitter. This drink yeah. is strong. You know what I mean? Or, like, there are alcohol-free drinks. And, like, someone, they'll be like, hey, can you give me something kind of flowery? And you're like, okay, how do I interpret that? Let me flip through my little book here and see. And, like, there are some characters that are like, like, there's this uh, guy who owns this newspaper that comes in. And he always wants a big beer, but he never mentions that he wants it big. And big means that he wants basically twice the amount of ingredients to make it big. That's how any drink is, unless it has more than 10 ingredients, then it is already big. There's just stuff that you pick up while you're playing. And it's like, he'll just be like, oh, I'm thirsty. And then you just have to be like, oh, yeah, big beer. He always wants the same thing. So it's never like crazy or anything, but... I don't know. And it comes along to like with the characters. Like it depends a lot on like the cuz I guess you since you stuck with it the characters are pretty good in that game. I yeah, love the characters in Valhalla. Of there's only like six characters. So you spend a lot of time with them. Oh, right on. I think there's more, there's a lot more than that in Valhalla, but some of them only come in like two or three times and uh, you don't yeah. really see them too much. There's a and it's weird cuz like like Nick was saying he's like I don't want characters to be mean. I mean there are mean characters in Valhalla. And, and it's weird too, because it's like, you kind of get into, because they're getting drunk and they're kind of confiding in you a little bit. Even this one, there's one guy specifically like very standoffish and mean, but like, he kind of just starts opening up to you slowly. And you're like, you're still kind of a dickhead, but like, I mean, whatever. I mean, get out of here. But yeah, I understand you a little bit more. Like you, you, he sees somebody who's like, who he, who he actually really likes. And he's like, Oh wow. This person, cause he's always like this fucking place smells like dog piss, which it does. Cause dogs pissed everywhere. Apparently like a couple of days ago, <laughs> and they're still cleaning it up. Yeah. It's always this horrible, like event that's happened before the game starts that they keep referencing back to. <laughs> like there's this character who's like, like, Hey, you get to clean the bathroom today. And he's like, Oh my God, what happened in here? Like, because the dogs really fucking did a number on that bathroom. Is, is everything voiced in Valhalla Nave, or is it like coffee talk where it's just audio, like text? It's and all it's all music text. in the background. Okay, got it. Yeah, and in coffee talk, do you is there always the same music playing, or do you get to choose the music? You playing? have a mix like a CD like mixer that you can choose, and at one point the pop star even brings you new music that you can choose and like mix through. Yeah, this game sounds extremely influenced by valhalla because that's the same way that valhalla is there's even a pop star that all that stuff that you were talking about it happens in valhalla as well it's pretty cool pretty cool hell yeah let's see next game adios i got this game for free from epic but they also gave it away for free on gold so i'm like i might as well play it and turns out it was actually quite short this game sucks the butt 
Like this oh is like God. the definition of artsy trash indie game. And <laughs> really? Yeah. For one, there's like some lot of glitches. Like I drop in, uh, the whole premise is the, like, there's going to be major spoilers for this, I guess. But I mean, the game's 10 minutes long and they make it very obvious what's going on. Uh, a hitman shows up and you are helping him feed unknown meat to your pigs. You're a farmer. The whole premise is, you know, he's a hitman. This is actually a person that you're feeding to your pigs. And you have a like sticky note or like a, like a diary or something like that. And it's the whole point is to tell him that you're done working with him. And then you just spend the day with this hitman and he like follows you around, helps you with all the chores and you get your whole character's backstory while you're also trying to tell this guy, basically you're not going to work with him anymore. And this guy's insisting like you need to keep working with us because my boss, Jimmy's not going to be happy with you. If you don't, they're like basically saying like, Hey, you're going to get killed if you, if you keep going this way. And there's so many silly glitches where like the hitman, for instance, anytime he talked, it sounded like, Super loud, like blah, 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 with like, with like <laughs> audio screeching in the background. And I'm like, oh no, let me restart the game. Maybe it's just a weird bug. No, he was just like that the whole game. And even Jana's like, what is wrong with this game? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's just busted when this one character talks. Uh, the other glitch was like, at one point you're, you're shoveling manure with him, which I do got to highlight. This is actually kind of funny. There's three achievements time t- tied to shoveling the manure and it is to, uh, shovel more manure than him, shovel less manure than him. So he spends more time shoveling, like you just stand there and shovel the exact same amount as him of pig shit. And uh, that was very cute. But I, I took the, the pig shit shovel and I threw it on the ground. And this game has weird physics. And the guy went and he stepped on the shovel and the shovel did like a kickflip and like launched him up in the air, even though he, <laughs> this is like a telltale game with like dialogue options. And so this guy's like, he is now like floating over the dumpster, floating away. You know, I'm just like, bye, I guess, as he just leaves the scene. I will highlight there's one interesting moment in this game, and that is your character has telltale options to like choose what to say. And so you're going to be like, I always oh. loved you, Sonny, but your character cannot say them. So what? it'll be like an option where you'll be like, oh, here's three options. You're talking to your son on the phone. You can just say, uh-huh. As like the first option. And next one's like, hey, I'm calling because I, I'm really torn up about what happened to your mom. I just wanted to reconnect with you. Or the other one's like, you know, I think I might be going away for a while. And this is my last chance to talk to you. If you choose any of the other two options, your character doesn't say anything. And he just, it just falls away. And he's just not able to see it. I'm like, that's great narrative choice. Like, that is so cool. Because it's like, these are the things I want him to say. But that's not what the character says in the story. You know? Yeah. Like that's, that's so really cool. And then you go and you get the shotgun from the basement and you make a microwave burrito and you kill yourself. And I'm like, this game was a waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Death by microwave burrito. That sounds accurate. Honestly. It sounds like oh, I was about to say something dark. That what, that reminds me of, though, with the different choices. Uh, it's pretty funny. I watched this YouTube video. You guys know that Lord of the Ring Gollum game that came out, right? Oh, yeah. The hit oh, Gollum yeah. game. I tried to get a, uh, keys for that game, and they, they didn't give it to me. Oh, they man. Like, they were like, they were like, this game is in too high a demand. <laughs> we uh, we didn't have enough keys for it. I was like, oh, so y'all just said, fuck you then. Okay, I got it, got it. You probably dodged a bullet. Yeah. There's this one guy that was like, I'm going to beat this game so you guys don't have to. And every time a choice came up that had more than two options, 
options, it would say, press A to do this, press A to do this, or press A to do this. Oh, and he's just what? like, oh, I'm going to press A and see what I get. And then it just fucking shows. <laughs> it. It's like, it's supposed to say different letter, not buttons. But God. What a, <laughs> it was always bugged. It's so totally buggy. funny. Yeah, yeah but buggy. adios. I say adios to it because it wasn't very good. Don't play it. Even though you get it for free on multiple services. <laughs> Thank you, man. Oh, it's these stupid things. Anyways. All right. Uh, but that's all I, I, I backlog busted. Nate, what did you buy? We need to keep this moving. We have not even hit the Diablo. game. And... All right. Yeah, good. Nick? Okay. So I wanted to share this with you guys because... I've been I've been spending money lately, boys. Oh, God. I've been spending money, money lately. Scared right. me. <laughs> I gotta get this fucking heavy ass thing over here. Sorry. Uh, for all of our a typewriter, all of our all of our listeners, oh. this is this is the uh, Roadcaster Pro Two, and so basically this is like the all in one podcasting machine that i bought and so like it's got all like you can put uh four uh, so xlr cables. cables in the past you you know it's got it's got speaker outputs you can do it's got like the uh, headphone mixer outputs and this is perfect for will and i because we do podcasts like irl in person insane and the, the great thing about this is that like you can preload these are like music pads and you can preload sounds on here so if i like yeah. want to play our intro and it have it like one continuous thing I like pray the intro, I fade into it, I fade out of it, and then, you know, stop it or, you know, whatever, let it play out. And the, and, and the great part is, is that when you're done, you either connect it, you either record everything on a micro SD card or you can connect it to the computer and it will export all the tracks as individual export all the files as individual tracks. So whatever sounds that you put in there, whether it's like the different microphones or the different music sounds, like all of that is its own separate audio file that gets exported. And so it makes like editing super simple. You can do markers. You can EQ balance the mics in this thing. I'm really excited to play around with it. So I just wanted to share with that. It was really way cool. too much money. Yeah. I think Nick is the new uh, owner of Listening Together. <laughs> It'd be much better if he produced it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I recognize because uh, I think in your mom's house they have a a similar thing like that. And one thing that they do because they always play like really horrible videos, like people getting hurt or throwing up or whatever. What? And then, or like some someone saying something crazy, and then he just keeps playing the sounds over and over again. Like someone going, <laughs> and then he just he just randomly will play that in the middle of someone's story, and like it's always very funny. And like every week they have he just has a new bunch of samples of things. Oh Jesus. Uh, that's pretty cool though yeah. at this point i want to thank our patrons which paid for my copy of diablo 4 because otherwise i would not buy it and let's go on the list let's go insane cracker nick and knight hopple michael superbacker andy intergalactic pinecone thank you boys you're welcome philip yeah happy Could to do it without here. you yeah and through the help of our you would have you would have been me that's yeah, why <laughs> and I would have just been angry with him. You saved like, Nave. That's what you did. Yeah, he saved Nave from buying it. Uh, we are still working on our fighting game series. I know we've been doing this for like nine weeks in a row, but there's just always been something going on where we have not been able to sit down and record in one day. But I'm hoping. I don't know. This weekend we got another show with the the elder trolls. So man, yeah. things just keep stacking up. Y'all, there's always another show. Yep, so we're going to be on the Elder Trolls. 
for the Xbox showcase, we're going to talk about the Xbox stuff. And then we're also all the other shows that I talked about that I'm going to be on. Yeah. That I forgot. Which name is- have you on uh, Sacred Symbols? I wish. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. I don't know what I would talk about. I don't have to be a make a wish thing. I got to wait till I get diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> I mean, then, no, then like, would- I want to be on your show. We just gotta like facade it a little. Like maybe I could reach out to them as like your representative or like your manager or something like that. But, hey, you got are his manager. Really wants. Yeah. If, if anything, yeah. Nave is my manager. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone the other way around. It really is it full circle now between the two of you. I love yeah, that. like I feel like Nave's done more of our uh, our back end than I have in the last months. Yeah, Phil keeps the podcast stable, and I just kind of am always grabbing people and be like, "Hey, get over here." Get over here. And get over here we will. Into the Twitter, Nave. Forgot. All right, that's fine. And we take a quick break. The music plays. Boom, 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 boom. I reminded Nave. I was like, when when you sent me the, the doc and the Zencaster for the show tonight, I was like, Nave, don't forget to do the Twitter stuff. And you were like, you're 11 hours too late for that now. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, at first I read it. I was like, am I, am I late for the show? Did I oversleep? Because I took a little nappy nap. But, uh, yeah, no, thankfully you did the thing. Which or you didn't of, do the thing. Speaking of selling, or speaking of, like, spending a bunch of money, I did the opposite and I made a bunch of money. I oh, sold yeah. a ton of my magic cards. Hell yeah. Well, this I just, gonna... like, I took apart a bunch of my deck. I didn't take them apart, I brought them up there. And I was like, I know they're not going to, like, just take all of these cards, because that's just not how it works. But yeah. they they were pulling cards out of my decks and out of my, like, binder and stuff. And then they started putting cards back, because they were like, okay, this is this is a lot of money so we gotta like start putting other we gotta we can't just buy so all of this fucking shit even with the stuff that they started putting back and they because they they're like we're only gonna take like stuff we're for sure gonna sell because we're spending so much money they still got like four thousand something dollars worth of fucking cards oh, oh my shit. god that's crazy and yeah, why are you offloading it like no diamond hands like i thought you regularly or- play with your friends well here's the thing so i regularly play with my friends but i only play like three or four decks and all most of my other decks are they just fucking raffle stomp them. And so it's like I, I sold my a lot of cards out of my most expensive deck. Like my and that's my competitive deck. But I don't really play and it's not really competitive anymore. I haven't spent money on magic in like two and a half years. Like okay. really since like months before I broke up with my ex. And it's like I don't know. I just have no real passion for building the decks anymore. I've had all of these cards just sitting around. Really, I've just been, I've probably given away like $1,500 worth of cards over the past like year or so to my friends who are building decks. I was like, okay, here's just some shit. You know what I mean? And it, it was just wild. See, he, the, the people that were, that were doing it, they were like, we have to wait for our, the person who owns the store to come back he's like still on break this guy needs to sign off on this because this is so much money they're like this is the most expensive thing that i've ever seen like people drop like this is the most like expensive set of cards that they were that's crazy that's awesome though it's right you sold to the store why didn't you go online or something you probably could have gotten a lot i would have gotten a lot more without taking a lot more effort for sure true because and it's also like what's the demand for a lot of these cards you know i think some of the cards i probably could have kept to my cuz i sold like a 450 dollar land i sold like a 300 dollar artifact a, a cloudstone curio it's like Literally, i environments the lands cost that much money yeah it like was the special ones it's an incredibly special version of the card and it looks beautiful 
Oh, but wow. and and as soon as they saw it, they were like, "Oh my god!" And then they just fucking grabbed it immediately. I was like, Did "They put on the gloves at that point." Like they're like, "Hold on a second, I can't smudge the paint." Well, that was the thing too. So whenever they, because I know the owner, like I I've been going to that store for years, right? I haven't been there in a long time, but I've been going to that store for years. I used to play with the owner a lot. In fact, a lot of the cards that I sold to the store, the owner held for me because he knew I wanted foil versions of those cards, right? Oh wow! Because I'm telling you, these were nice. blinged out ass cards, and yeah. so they so. They put to the side, like, maybe $1,900 worth of cards, like, just sitting to the side. They're like, we need to check these to make sure they're not fake. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I know they're not fake because I got them from here. And then the uh, when the owner showed up, he was like, oh, this guy, he's fucking known for selling fake cards. And oh. they were like, <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> but, uh, but they were like, all right, yeah, we need to check these. He's like, no, don't worry about them. And I was like, damn, I could have fucking sold fake cards. Oh, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could have. They would have known. Like the next couple days they go to inventory and they're like, oh, these are like fake. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing. That would have been cards. shitty. That would have been shitty to do. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely took my like my ID and stuff because it's like, you know, it's a known thing that people steal cards and then go and try and flip them like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. which I was fine with. I'm like, I'm not stealing. These aren't stolen. So, I mean, take my ID. But if I did sell fake cards, they would know clearly that that guy did it. But. Oh well, that's pretty. Wild. I did sell a ton of cards. I got about nineteen hundred dollars though, because you I, you get a little less than fifty percent, look close to forty percent. It depends on what the card is generally. Like the more expensive ones, like that land, that one's gonna sell. That's a fucking pristine ass card that I sold them, and um, that thing's not gonna last in that fucking case. It's gonna be gone pretty fast. So I probably got more money for that. But yeah, you're right. I, if you have the, if you have the time and the invest, like to invest in selling your stuff like that, cause I still have a ton of my cards left. I can still do that. I can still sell like a bunch of these rest of them. Like they, they left, I, one of my most expensive cards they didn't take. And it was, uh, an enchantment that is like on the reserve list, which means it's never going to get reprinted again, which is why it's so expensive. It's like 200, $300 almost now. And they didn't take it because, well, one, it's, like, heavily played, so it's not, like, in pristine condition, but it's also, like, a card that they might not sell. Like, it might just sit in that case for a while, so. But if I go online and I try to sell it, then I don't know how it works, but I assume that I probably could get rid of that thing. I could offload it pretty fast if I sold it undercutted, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyways, it felt really weird, though. So that's on top of me getting all this new shit. I also got rid of, like, something that I really enjoyed doing. But I got some money for it, so it's pretty nice. Everybody loves money. Everybody you ready to come back? I had literally fifty cents in my bank account when I got when I cashed that check. They had to write me a check. Oh god! And we're back. Dragon Ball Legends, developed and published by Bandai Namco, the ultimate anime action RPG is here. Dragon Ball Legends puts the power of your favorite Dragon Ball heroes in your hands. Epic 3D visuals and animations bring your collection of heroes to life. More than 400 characters to field and train and make your ultimate team for the battles ahead. Goku, Vegeta, Trunks, Piccolo, Frieza, Broly, Majin Buu, and many other heroes and villains are waiting for you. Discover a new original story based off the brand new character designed by Akiri Toriyama, the mysterious Saiyan known as Shallot. Join Shallot and your favorite Dragon Ball characters to help save the world. Dragon Ball Legends. It's Akira. Zero Toriyama. dollars. Oh, what did I say? You said Akiri. Oh, my bad. Akira. <laughs> it was weird when you, you're like, the ultimate anime action RPG is here. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I thought we were still talking about Diablo. Like, <laughs> anime. I mean, it's kind of anime. It's animated. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with just history with the series. How about you start, Nick? 
Oh yeah, I am a consummate Dragon Ball fan. And for listeners who listen to our our break portion of Nave talking about selling off his magic cards, I too have been sitting on a collection that I've been debating on whether or not I am going to sell. It really depends on what it's going to look like whenever I move into a new space. I have close to 100 Dragon Ball Pop Funkos. I am a Dragon oh Ball hyper fan. You see so many the, pops. Yeah, so so many pops. Um I have tons of DBZ figures. Um I watched all of Dragon Ball like I have like vivid memories of when September 11th happened. I was really disappointed that I I like I couldn't watch Dragon Ball because the news only had the World Trade Center on the TV. Like every channel had the World Trade Center and they didn't run. It was in the Frieza arc, right? It was in the Frieza saga. And so I like, and it was like Goku was building a spirit bomb and I wanted to find out what happened. And I was a kid and I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on during 9-11. So that happened. And, but I have always been a huge fan of Dragon Ball. I, for the good and the bad, the only thing I haven't ever watched is GT. Um, I've watched a ton of the movies. I've, I, you know, my favorite, I've watched the original Dragon Ball series. And then obviously Dragon Ball Z is where my love for the whole fandom started. Um, I love, love, love super. I, I know a lot of people like shit on super, but I thought it was like super fun and silly and ridiculous, oh, yeah. but it was just like, I mean, it, it, it's like pulp. It's like that, that silly little guilty pleasure that you'll consume and you're happy about it because there's that one or two or three episodes that are just outrageously cool looking and the fights and the battles that happen there i just recently watched the uh dragon ball superheroes movie with will in theaters and that one listeners let me tell you and and philip if you haven't seen it have not yet fucking incredible the amount of fan service in that film is like unworldly like the the dragon ball z brawly movie had tons of fan service and it was an it it was an incredible film and a lot of people still say that that's their favorite dragon ball super movie but i love superheroes because there's a lot of like actual dialogue and writing and piccolo's the main character in it and piccolo's like my my guy from dragon ball so i was gonna ask with a follow-up is what is your go-to dragon ball character like if you had a favorite to field who would it be so I love Piccolo as a character in like the series just because he's like, he's like the, he's, he's the most realistic and he's just like <laughs> yeah, he the, is. the guy who actually acts like a dad and acts like a leader and a father figure in the show. But if I have to go with like my favorite character, it's gotta be Vegeta. I'm a Vegeta stan through and through. Nice. Good pick. Yeah. I think I would have to, I would have to go with like, it's weird cause it's like, okay, what arc are we talking about? Because. <laughs> it kind of shifts around, you know? Like, I I don't know. I would say Piccolo at the beginning, and then when it goes to the, the Cell Saga area, I would say Cell. Perfect Cell. I love Perfect Cell. I like Teen Gohan too, but when Cell becomes Perfect Cell, I think he's such a, he's such a fucking beast. He's just like, I'm going to be here for weeks. I'm waiting for you bitches. <laughs> like, just whenever you're ready to run up, yeah. let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I love Perfect Cell, and then when you go to Boo Saga, of course, the, the Majin Vegeta arc is so incredible. Oh, and, so and good! Just, the, just how that, how all of that ends, it's like really hard to not think of Vegeta as like one of the best characters throughout the whole series because he goes through so fucking, he goes through so much development that it, I don't know, he's such a great character. As far as like the movies and stuff are concerned, I remember when Dragon Ball. The Battle of the Gods came out. That was in yeah. theaters. Yeah. That was in the, the big Harkins Theater here in uh, downtown OKC. 
That's when Goku goes Super Saiyan God Red the yeah, first that time. Was first Red. Uh, anyways, that doesn't it doesn't matter. So we went to the movie theater, right? It was me and my girlfriend at the time, and we we already had our tickets. And when we went up there, they said that the movie sold out. So many it sold out, so they opened up a new theater, and then that theater sold out, and so they opened up a new theater, and then that sold out. There's like fifth. 15 to 17 theaters in this giant movie theater and five of them were full of people each of them starting 30 minutes afterwards they were shutting down the movies that were supposed to be playing because there were so many people trying to show up so we went into that fifth theater and it was packed full the whole like walking area was There's full a of people in front. it was literally like a fucking concert we had to push through the people just to see the screen and That's then crazy while we were there somebody tapped us on the shoulder like they were walk. there was someone walking by tapping people on the shoulders and going hey uh go to room go to the theater seven that one is just now opening up hurry up and get in there and so yeah. we ran in there and we were like the first like 20 people in there and that thing so like filled up right away and i remember watching because they were in increments of like 20 to 30 minutes of starting over and over again so right next door we would hear yeah and we would be like oh shit something's about yeah, to happen and then crazy some crazy happen, shit happens yeah. and then we'd be like whoa it was the craziest <laughs> fucking movie theater experience i've ever had like everyone was so loud and enthusiastic and crazy in that time that I, that I was talking about when Bulma uh, gets hit by Beerus and then Vegeta goes ham on him I've never heard I, we couldn't hear the movie I'm pretty sure my ears were ringing after everyone got done screaming it was so fucking crazy do you know what's crazy, Nave? I love that that was your experience there because Dragon Ball sells units. And the craziest thing to me was that Will and I went opening night to go see superheroes. And I, in my very uneducated, like, perception of the world was like, oh, it'll be cool. There'll probably be like five or six fucking weebs that'll dress up and be there. And we'll have like most of the theater ourselves. I couldn't have been more wrong. And not only was I wrong about the like theater actually being packed out, but the, but the, the diversity of the crowd that was in that theater i was looking at i saw old people i like old old people like people in their 60s sitting there like couples and i saw young kids that were there i saw obviously a ton of like millennials that were there it was just, and the millennials had their kids girlfriends that were there with their boyfriends like how did their how did their boyfriend convince their girlfriend to come see a fucking dragon ball movie in theater like you you would think just naturally off the top like most people aren't like or at least most people who don't know about anime aren't into it at all so like why would they go yeah. there but then you see it as like this universal construct and not only that dragon ball is this like universal like anime that pulls people together which is so fucking cool that it's doing that this day and age and now we're like old enough to see it like come around that anime and like games are no longer like weird things for like you know off the beaten track nerds to be into now it's like literally like mainstream pop culture yeah i think dragon ball specifically is hit, hit that escape velocity to where it's no longer really anime anymore it is like its own it's just culture. piece of yeah. pop culture yeah now. it really it is, is like the craziest thing the craziest thing to me is that they're not continuing super apparently from what i've heard i don't know if that's true or not i've heard that from somebody but they have so much left from like the super like manga that i can't imagine that they would like not capitalize on that they have to keep pumping out dragon ball content because of how much money it's sold i can only imagine that they made a ton of money off the production value of like superhero and all that and then even the other anime like uh uh talking about heroes uh, or are you talking about g wait, wait which one 
Well, no, I mean, I was talking about, I was talking about, uh, Super at first, but I would just mean like the other anime movies that they've released in theaters, like oh, yeah. Demon Slayer or, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Like those two movies right there were huge box office hits, like, like in the tens of millions of dollars, which is way, way, way over the budget that they need to make one of those properties. I don't know. I'm very passionate about this. Yeah. I love those movies. I mean, and again, again, I remember Dragon Ball Z. We've talked about this a million times on the show, especially the early, portion of the show where i me and my friends in uh, elementary school used to fight on the monkey bars playing dragon ball z that's what we it was either dragon ball z or inuyasha whatever everyone decided they wanted to fight as all inuyasha yeah and uh i'm surprised i didn't somehow break my neck because we would fall off of the monkey bars fighting like and the and the teachers were just like yep this is cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know their kids will be kids i have a question for you nave what this is this is a gamer a gamer question Ooh, gamer. and an anime question is what do you think came first the hadoken from street fighter or goku's kamehameha i would have to say the kamehameha right i don't know street fighter's know. so old though street fighter's really fucking old but so is original dragon ball but did he do i thought the kamehameha like only came out in dbz no he did it in original dragon ball in the manga yeah, did he the, do that at uh, the end in the Piccolo arc? No, he did it early on. Whenever they went yeah, to yeah. Fire Mountain, what? Like to when he was the Ox King's King Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it against like Master Roshi's car and blew it Master up. Master Roshi did. Yeah, <laughs> no I remember way. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, that's when Master Roshi was training him in Krillin in yeah. like the Turtle. Okay, got children. It. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. I remember so, it now. Dragon Ball release. Dragon Ball manga started in 1984. Street Fighter One started in or was released in 1987. Do you remember what the year I just said before was? 84. 84. So, so Dragon Ball was predated because, like, yeah. the whole like the hand movement of the Kamehameha like had to come from like that. That must be like a kung fu thing or something like that. And then obviously that would be integrated into you know or or co opted maybe by the Street Fighter people later. But a little bit of history tidbit for our listeners here. Oh my yeah. fucking god! And as a child, I was convinced I could do it if oh, I yeah. focused oh, hard. Yeah. You just we hard all, enough. we all spent time in our rooms in our backyards, like like basically having like little micro aneurysms to try and get our power levels up. I guarantee you, every single young man our age cohort like did the same damn thing. All right, so my history with the series, we'll keep it moving. Uh, which oh, Nate, did you say your your character pick was Vegeta as well? I I gave I gave a fucking wishy washy answer. I gave like five different characters. I also love our notes. This is the list, least amount of notes we've ever had in a notes <laughs> discussion. <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I figure we could do this easy. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. So I'm I like I I said at early in the in like the Saiyan saga. I liked Piccolo in the in the Cell saga. I like Perfect Cell. Oh yeah, that was it. Boo saga. I like Majin Vegeta, and I haven't really seen too much else. I like baby in GT. Oh, I'm no, a baby Nobody likes baby. <laughs> Love me some baby. God. So like <laughs> I grew up just like everyone else watching Z and I uh, you know I loved it at the time played the crap out of uh Dragon Ball Budokai series Tenkaichi. Yeah, yeah Tenkaichi. And even more so I played the crap out of the Wii version which was Ultimate Budokai Tenkaichi 3 that had yeah. like, a bajillion characters motion controls. Yeah, motion controls that I forced Nave to play it with me. Fantastic. Then I be- I feel like I went through a dark age whenever I grew up, I guess, and didn't watch like any Dragon Ball content until 
I was working at the prison. I was doing um like security room for a long time. And so they just had like a computer in there that's separate from all the computer, like the monitors and stuff like that. And so I would just bring in a USB of movies and I was a pirate at the time too. So I had a copy of Dragon Ball <laughs> Battle of the Gods oh, and sure. I was like, you know what? I'll watch this. I went in there and I'm like, what? He's got red hair. This isn't, this isn't my Goku. This ain't right. And then the more I watched it, I was like, holy crap, this is actually kind of cool. This awesome. is kind of, I yeah. kind of like this. I'm yeah. really into Beerus. I like Beerus a lot. Beerus is like one of the best characters to come out of Super. He's so good. And his brother, uh, Shampoo, or Ch- Shampoo. Ooh, Chamba. What's it? Chamba. Chamba. That's it. Yeah. Shampoo's from something else. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what was it? Uh, then I'm like, this is awesome. I went back to my wife, Jan. I'm like, yo, we need to go back and rewatch Dragon Ball. So then we rewatched all of Z. All of original Dragon Ball. Did you do it like the DBZ Kai like no, edited like original version, original or... where oh, there's seventeen shit. episodes of the Frieza oh fight? God. Oh my god. Yeah. And she loved it. And she was like, Oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, This is so awesome. We end up going and getting matching Vegeta Bulma tattoos on our legs. I'm like, this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. We watch all of Super together. We then go back and rewatch all of Kai together. And then I go back and I watch GT by myself because she's like, this fucking sucks. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and then it, whenever, you know, I was separating from family and all that, that's when I went back and watched Heroes all by myself because Heroes doesn't have an English dub. And they're just basically, they're just advertisements for like the, the, the game. mission and games and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But I watched all those and I'm like, man, this is awesome. I love Super. I love all this stuff. And then I saw that they had a mobile game. They had two mobile games. They had Dokken, and then they have Legends. And Dokken is the old, old one, which sucks because it's super pixel graphics. It's just, it's really ugly, but I assume people are just can't stop playing it. And then they have Legends, which has like 3D graphics and an action fighting system. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm definitely going to play the crap out of this. And I played it for years. And then eventually I just stopped playing it and for like a whole year. And then I came back for this episode. One more time. One more big finish. Oh, my favorite character is Vegeta. But since everyone says I'm going to name a different guy, runner up, Raditz. Because Raditz is the most I don't give a fuck character in Dragon Ball, I feel. Because he shows up. He beats up Goku's best friend, kidnaps his kid, and then beats up Goku. (laughs) And And then, like, like, murders Goku. Literally kills him. And it takes him and Piccolo, like, it takes Goku and Piccolo teaming up together, you know, to, you know, Past enemies coming together to defeat Raditz. I just love Raditz so much, even though he is so one note character. He's just oh, an asshole, but he wears his short shorts with pride. He's like, <laughs> he's like so yeah, much he taller does. than the other Saiyans besides Nappa. He's like so big compared yeah. to Goku. I love him, dude. No, okay, pause. We need to fucking. I I found this tweet. I don't know how. I fucking searched harder than I've ever searched in my life. Look at this fucking <laughs> tweet. Not that tweet. That's the Diablo. That was something else. That's going to derail everything. But look at this with Raditz. I want you to read this, Philip. <laughs> read it out loud. All right. This is a, a picture of Raditz laying on the ground, bleeding, smiling. And this is a notable scene because this is when he's like, everything in my little camera is being you know transmitted to my other Saiyans or whatever. Uh, and that's when he learns about the Dragon Balls. But there is a New York Daily News headline above it that says arrested arizona penis <laughs> claims there are more <laughs> 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 because he's like 
Mercedes, and they're even stronger than me, and they're on their way to claim your Dragon Balls. And this is when Goku's bleeding on the ground, also dying. <laughs> there are more of us. Yeah, there's more penis men on the way. They'll be here in less of one Earth year. Oh, shit. Oh, I can't believe I found that. I just typed in penis man raddits, and it was like the third Google image. Oh, so Please. Oh, so funny. Yeah, but I love me some raddits. All right, hours played. <laughs> I put in, I feel like, tens of thousands of hours. Stressing and burn in my, uh, my phone's screen with how long I just left this thing running. Because I just played the crap. This was my cookie clicker, Nave. Like, all the feelings you have about Cookie Clicker, I had about this, because I was just collecting all the little Dragon Ball characters. Yeah, the gotcha, and the gotcha style. I wonder how much Nick, well, Nick isn't there right now, but yeah, I wonder he, how he, much he, he was able to mess with some stuff. Because, he, I don't know, I don't think he played too much, but, like, that was probably the most interesting part of this game for me as well, was just, like, just watching the gotcha machine spin. Dude, watching the gotcha machine, it's so good because, like, there's, like, two different skips you can do because it knows you want to watch it. There's, like, the long one where you see, like, a huge animation of, like, I don't know if it's, like, a meteor or something like that coming down. And Goku's got to shoot a Kamiami wave. I, don't, I, have skip, I skip it every time. I don't know if it's changed yeah. since then. But then, like, there's always variations in it. And those will, cl- like, clue you in to which characters you got, actually, too. Because there'll be times where, like, Broly will bust in and get in the way. And he'll be like, oh, I'm here now. Or it'll be like the classic, oh, what is it, Kaioken times three or whatever, where Goku's about to blast Vegeta into space whenever they're like doing the the Gallic gun duel. Like there's so many good moments like that. That was one of the best moments of the Saiyan saga oh, when dude, he when he like favorite is, episode. Is, I, that's like that's so good. Like that moment, like because that's the first time that Akira Toriyama ever really wrote into the story where Goku starts surpassing his limits that's the first time it happens and when it happens it's like the oh shit moment like oh my god he's about to die and this is the thing that king kai told him not to do and he says times 20 as he's like coming into the galaga and i'm just like oh my god my my little mind couldn't fathom it just exploded i mean and vegeta couldn't even fathom he's like this is impossible low level saiyan trash god so good oh man i just love dragon ball but let's talk about gotcha games real quick do you guys have a go-to gacha game that you got hooked on at some point? Because there's a Fire Emblem one. There's a Dragon Quest one. There's a Pokemon one. The Pokemon, uh, I forgot what it was called. Pokemon The Duel one that Links you guys did on the show? Yeah. Or was it the Pokemon MOBA? What was that? No, there was a Pokemon gacha game. It's still active. Pokemon gacha. So what I will say is that I don't know if it falls. I don't know how you would define it. is what it's called. Pokemon Evolve. I, I don't know how you would define a gacha game specifically. However, I will say that the game that's like a microtransaction, like piece of shit mobile, like money grab thing that I got completely hooked on for no real, well, for very good reasons, but like I got hooked on Marvel Strike Force. Yeah. And the craziest thing. Of them. Yeah, I, I got really deep into Marvel Strike Force. I was in a clan in Marvel Strike Force and I had like a, a, a people who would like do, cause there's different parts of it. There's like the arena where you put your little teams of like people up against other people. And if you get high enough, you get special rewards, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, oh yeah, if I keep getting the newest characters, then I can finally get to the top of the arena. Cause you would always see like the people with like the highest level, like new drop DLC characters that would, that they would have to pay tons of money for to level up super quickly. And then there was like, um, there's a separate area and I don't know if they're called tournaments, but basically they're like little areas where it's like you and your clan specifically have to come together to fight different areas of a map and yeah, clear like to territory it. war and, type thing yeah exactly exactly and like that was the whole thing but yeah marvel strike force fucking took so much money from me I oh my don't god you want money oh, oh yeah oh, my oh god. yeah i put so much money into that game for no reason it was bad and i realized it became a problem too late and i was like no delete 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 i have to i have to go <laughs> god i never spend money on dragon ball legends we're sitting here talking about gotcha games and i'm scrolling twitter and then alejandro from random gamers corner posts like an hour ago he's like been busy lately in fire emblem heroes still haven't gotten that crazy plus 10 five star exclusive unit yet and he's just a bunch of screenshots of, of fucking i don't know what the fuck i'm looking at <laughs> dude you but i knew it was a gotcha like. game instantly yeah. i knew it was a gotcha game the moment i saw like these oh immediately immediately dude. okay for me i i'm a gotcha addict probably like i i love it so much i've never spent a dime on any of them though but i will drop in out like the second i see a new one like the dragon dragon quest was it Dragon Quest that just dropped one? No, it was a Ninu Kuni. Ninu Kuni dropped one. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm getting in that Ninu Kuni gotcha game. I get in there and I'm like, oh man, this is too boring. I can't play it. Because so many of them are so passive. Whereas like Dragon Ball Legends, there's so much action in the PvP. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys got a chance to really play any of the PvP, but it feels so good to actually beat someone because I never bought the good unit, so I was always trashed here with my builds. But I was able to outskill so many opponents that I could climb up into like the the elite ranks and compete. I would never get past that because it was all whales after after that point of people that had way more time in the game than me. But I could get really high with free to play units. What about you, Nave? You got a gotcha history besides Cookie Clicker? Uh, it's a clicker game, gotcha. not a gotcha. Well, excuse I, me. I usually get hooked on idle games more than gotcha games. I'm not really too idle huge games. On, like, the, yeah, idle games. Hero. Uh, Tiny I Tower. Played, yeah. Well, no, I played. Well, I thought you meant like, like, one. like, like J-pop, like K-pop idol. Sorry. Oh, oh that's a whole, another genre. <laughs> I, I played Hatsune Miku games, dude. Yeah. I played the shit out of those. Yeah, I, I, I play those. I play idol games a lot more than gotcha games. Like, I was really hooked on uh, Clicker Heroes as well for a while. There's a Dungeons and Dragons inspired one that I was into on the Xbox. Like, it, it, especially if they're on the Xbox, they have achievements and stuff. I don't really know. I mean, Clear, Cookie Clicker's idling right now in the background right now. So I, 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 I'm more of a watching numbers get higher while put, having kind of minimal input than, you know, having to click a million different login bonuses kind of guy. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the right login bonuses make me kind of really angry. Yeah, so what's the new gamer experience like? Both of you can probably key on key in on this one. It made me actively angry. I didn't read a single piece of text they threw at me, and they threw so, so much. much. There are so many systems in this game for no reason whatsoever. Because what is the gameplay of this game? Tap the screen, tap the screen as yeah. fast as you fucking can, and then click the cards, and then swipe when they're coming at you or something whoa, 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 whoa. like that. You whoa. didn't play the PvP then. 
Because you cannot do that in PvP, and you would get clowned on if you tried. Really, you get clapped in PvP, dude. The spammers—they can't even like. You can't do anything against like the spammers. They're just like mashing the attack button, the rush button. Like you can just draw out all of their abilities and just dodge them everything. I don't know what you're talking about. I always played auto battle in the regular old story mode because you have to get like twenty. 29 49 fucking missions into this game before co-ops unlocked god yeah i was doing that at work i was literally casing my fucking mail and just hitting auto battle next battle and then i just started auto fucking battle. casing packages and then i mean you didn't battle. follow the story with the new original character developed by toriyama himself shall it no what's really annoying is that there's a button that you can click that skips the story and goes straight to the battle but it's really tiny and right next to the button that proceeds to the fucking mission so it's like really easy to not hit that <laughs> it's really easy to accidentally go into the fucking story and then you have to wait five seconds to hit the skip button there's there's no there's no way that Toriyama did anything but sign a contract saying that they could use the the Dragon Ball IP. And then the developers were all like, can we have a name for the playable character? And he said, shall it. And then just like, <laughs> like, didn't do anything else. Vegetable, there's no, there's no, if this man knew what they were doing with his IP, he would be disgusted, disgusted because it's fucking terrible. I don't know. Maybe you like this game more than I do, Philip. No, I like it. I played the story mode and I, I read the cutscenes. So Ooh. no way. Yeah. I, I, did like the whole story. I don't know anything after like a year ago. They probably keep because they just add more as they go along. They Anytime they need to keep people in the game. But the whole premise is just like Xenoverse, all the Saiyans are just like heroes as well. All the every notable character has been pulled out of their own time and basically just thrown in a battle royale. I shit you not, it is a battle royale. And they are just moving around in packs. But it is each person from different sagas. So there is base Frieza next to Mecha Frieza next to Golden Frieza, and they will all team up to like be like go battle against you. And then at the same time, you have like young Bulma teaming up with you with normal Bulma, all this like super super Bulma. And so like they're all on your side giving you like background advice, and then you get split up. So it's just it's really cool seeing all the different characters. I'm like, oh, it's literally Dragon Ball, like child Bulma when she was 13 years old and she pulled a Glock on Goku. Like this is so cool. Well, that's definitely because Goku tried to like Loki rape her when he was. Well, no, he was just saying, "Where's your balls?" and then slapped her in the crutch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's also like just another ex- excuse to you know gotchify every single character 67 times because I don't know how much Nick got into this, but. I I probably uncovered 93 different versions of Goku and 64 oh different versions of it's like this is Vegeta. Now this is Vegeta with his shirt kind of undone on the shoulder. Now this is Vegeta with his shirt undone on his shoulder but he's Super Saiyan 1. Now this is Vegeta Super Saiyan 2 but he's got the Super Saiyan he's got the Saiyan armor on from before. How yeah. did he get that? I don't know. That's it, very much uh, that's very much Marvel Snap. Yep. And then you look at it and each unit has subtly different traits. That you can like kind of mix in the match with. So it's like, oh, I'm going to make a team that's only future units. So and then it's like I can only have characters from future timelines on it, which will include like Trunks. Cell is considered a future character because he came back from the future or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or But then there's like different androids because there's there's yeah. like future Gohan that had fought the future androids, which are different from the androids that 
you from know, the Vegeta Android saga. Pod. Yeah, from the Android saga. And it gets really confusing because I'm like, okay, I watched the series. I know that stupid time travel happens. But for them to make these distinctions in each of the units, so you're like, oh, that's uh, 18, but that's future 18, even though it just says yeah. Android 18. That's not Android Saga 18 or something like that. Like, you'll have to, yeah. like, clarify but then, And then you're running into, like, Android 13 and Android, the one from Dragon Ball from Fighters. Oh, and it's yeah, like, and like 21. Uh, and yeah, you got like all of all – everyone's here, which is a cool – it's cool in theory, but it's like – Fuck, dude! It's just another character you have to spend seventeen different ty- kinds of uh, currencies to upgrade. Yeah. Just to jump off of that really quick, though, I did have a question for you guys because I embarrassed myself on a show recently, and I don't know if it was on Gaming Together. I feel like it could have been Gaming Together or a different show, but I was talking about Arc System Works, and I was like, I really wish Arc System Works would just make a Dragon Ball game. <laughs> and they were like, they made yeah, Fighter Z. <laughs> was that here? Yeah, was that, that was that, okay, okay, okay. I feel really stupid and bad because I knew that they made that game. I just forgot it in that moment. But like, is I and I bought Fighters off Steam. And so I'm just here to ask, like, do, do they put a story into that? Because I heard Android 21 is oh, like yeah. a pretty cool yeah, character. A like, story. Is it good? Like, did you enjoy that game a lot? Or as as a fighter? I haven't finished it. It's on the list. I haven't finished it either. Okay. Got to make that part of one of your games for this year, Philip. One thing I do like about fighters as well is that uh, there are silly kind of cutscenes in between, like, some of the fights on the board. Where it'll just be, like, Piccolo and Krillin and the, before they walk up to a fight. And he's like, huh, we're all out of beans, eh? Or something like that. Just, like, little one-liners that they do. And they're like, huh? Yeah. And then it just goes into the fight. And I'm like... They didn't really need that, but there was a voice line for it. Well, it's cool because, I mean, like, NetherRealm really, I was going to say pioneered that, but, like, they really perfected that in the Mortal Kombat games and stuff like that. It's an injustice as well, but who cares about that fucking game? It's like, they, I, I don't know if, like, Tekken and Street Fighter, I don't know if all of those other fighting games do that, but, yeah, Fighters is another one that does that as well. And it's really cool because you get to see really interesting interactions with different characters like that. Like, when does Yamcha ever talk to, I don't know, Yajirobe in, yeah. like, Z? Like, oh, yeah. it doesn't really happen. It's one of the reasons why I really liked Like a Dragon Inshin was because it's like, you know, Majima never really talked to this person. Or, like, so this person, the bad guy from Yakuza 2 never talked to the bad guy from Yakuza 0. You know what I mean? Kuze and what's his name? Never fucking actually got to fight. And now you get to see it. Yeah, but so in the Dragon Ball Legends story mode, it gives them a chance to do stupid stuff where it's like uh, a like future Perfect Cell comes back and runs into Perfect Cell and eats him or something like that, or they fight each other and it becomes Perfect Perfect Cell, and then you got to fight him. It's just stupid stuff like that can happen, and I'm like, that's not really great, but it is kind of cute. Cell squared. Yeah, double. I'm double Cell. If I was a Pokemon Fusion, I would be perfect cell because it would take you know as a pokemon fusion i would be grip ass <laughs> god grip ass oh grimer and nose pass together grip ass yeah. <laughs> i think about that often i'm still watching is that a, a meme is that like a pokemon meme there's a new no, pokemon I'll game out you describe it. I'm uh, or not a new Pokemon game, but it's a fan game called like Pokemon, Pokemon Ultimate Fusion or something like that. And okay. the whole premise is any Pokemon can be fused with another. You might have seen like the Pokemon Fuser website where people will just like go and create sprites for like, oh, what happens if you combine a Magnemite and a Magmar? I and then it's it like instantly. they'll mix it together and they'll be like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, go ahead and take a look at that clip. 
Watch oh, that. Ray Navarez. He's a he's a uh, achievement hunter, right? I don't know. <laughs> I just I only know this one video. Literally over there, man. Grip ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, everyone, watch your cheeks, dude. Watch your cheeks. Holy crap, ass. Oh, I'm clenching right now. Woo! Okay. Uh- <laughs> 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 Sorry, I know that that, that sounds no, coming through my, uh, through my speakers. That's fucking great, though. <laughs> Rip ass. Put, it, put that in the, in the notes and Philip, you edit that in there. All right, I will. Can that be the title of this episode? Rip ass. <laughs> Dragon, Ball Z, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z Legends Grip Ass. Yeah, or I mean, it's either Grip Ass or Penis Man. <laughs> I was really partial to old, um, was it Motorboat Some Butter? Motorboat and Butter. That's a good one. So stupid. All right, so back to Dragon Ball Legends. Like, both of you guys don't have that much game time in it, and I understand that because I did not want to play this anymore after I came back to it. I was also disgusted as a returning player. But, Nate, me and you played the co-op. Or, like, what's up? You got a question? Sorry, I was just curious. Is, like, when you first started playing it, was it cleaner? It was so much cleaner. In the startup process? Because it's just, it's like... It's almost like I was scared this app was going to give me a fucking virus on my phone. There's it was so asking me to click so many places and pop-ups and shit. I was like, what the fuck? So it's, it's, that's sad to hear that they like just stacked shit on top of it. It is just a pure whale milking machine at this point, I'm sure. Like there's the people that are already like indentured servants grinding away on the auto battlers <laughs> at this point. I'm like, I got to keep my, my Dragon Ball rank so I can get more dragon crystals. Meanwhile, they're also probably shelling out you know, $500 a week on this game. And you can see him like, I was, I was really competitive. Who has that money? Who has the money to throw at a got game? There is a streamer base or like a Twitch base for this game of people that play this competitively. And then they'll do like, just like box openings or mystery box situations where it's like time to, there's a new box time to do the weekly summons. And they'll do like $500 in one go of just endlessly summoning until they get the new unit. Because they're going to need it because they they play competitively. Holy shit. That's insane. I mean, there is a, like, MLG environment for this game where, like, they hold in, like, Las Vegas, oddly enough. Really? Yeah, there's, like, a tournaments That's for this. wild to me. Yeah. Well, but and, I think, and, and, and when they play, are they playing on their phones? I assume they have, they have phones there already, and they just probably like plug into a, a system or an emulated device or something like that. Like I, I never watched like the actual tournaments because well, I'm going to watch a mobile game tournament. Like let's watch <laughs> Call of Duty MLG, but it's the Call of Duty mobile game. Like, I'm not yeah. going to watch that. Yeah, it's like watching the Halo HCS series, and you're like, oh, cool! I've watched five minutes of this to get my loot drop. My, yeah, my shiny pistol. I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. But man, I just this game. They shot itself in the foot because they've added like three upgrade systems since I've been gone. Like I came in, there's all these new currencies, new ingredients. You got to mix together to do a magic potion and cram down, you know, 17's throat to make him super 17. Where I'm like, back in my day, there were like five Gokus. Like I remember when they added one new blue Goku and everyone's like, oh my God. They did it. There's a new SSBBSS Goku or whatever. Like, I don't remember what the acronym is. There's another one because the old Goku was, you know, good, but he had the wrong element because this has a Pokemon style elemental strong weakness 
triangle, but it's actually like an octagon where it's like red beats blue beats green beats uh, yellow beats. I remember that. I remember that being like, oh, and like at a specific moment, you have to choose a card. And if the char- card you choose is stronger than that of the one that your opponent chooses, you do ultimate damage to them. And that's how you kill Brawly in that like tutorial sequence. But it's yeah. so weird. Okay. It's so weird because the cards, it's weird because there's the card game mechanic in as well. So it's yeah. like, there's kind of like three different mini games you're playing at the same time when you're fighting. Because it's all about like you also need to position your character in the in the clouds as you're floating around. You have to be ready to do like your little vanishing step dodge when they throw an attack, but you don't want to dodge it if they just do a tap shot, like if they're just tapping. Because if you don't move when they're doing a tap, your character will automatically just go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh and move his shoulders and dodge. So that's where you can like draw that stuff out. But if they do in a full combo, then you have to do a vanish step and but then after you do their vantage step, that creates a window where they can use their vantage step to dodge back around. So it's like the swing, I'm behind you. And he's like, swing, but I'm behind you. So you have to wait a second to either draw out their vantage step again or like wait a little bit second so they vantage step, then follow up an attack. So all of a sudden it just gives like these mind games. At the same time, you were talking about we have the cards. There's like characters where it's like, oh, this card gives you blast armor so you can't be like deflected. Or this card fires blast so if they're rushing you without blast armor it hits them or this is your super and at the same time you have to manage because you have three units in the battlefield at one time you got to swap units to be whichever one is type effective because they do twice as much damage as a character that's not type effective yeah and that goes into another question of you have six characters on a team pokemon style but you only bring three into the fight so in the pregame you see their team you see your team and you're like which three am i bringing and then you got to do the mental mind game of like, if I bring two blues because I see that his team has too many reds on it, I'm probably going to get the advantage. But he could just be faking me out and he won't bring any of his reds because also just having a character on your team gives synergy boost based on those tags I talked about before. So it's like yeah. if I have a future team, all my future units will get a buff if I have future cell and future 18 on this team or something like that. Yeah, I remember oh that. It is so ridiculous. It's like you have to pair people up that make sense for whatever continuity that they're coming from. Or it's like, you, do they have any of like the super characters, like the people from like the different universes, like Kale or Cauliflower? Okay. One of my favorite teams to run was the, uh, the trio of destruction, I think is what they're called, which the is the Brawlies. The furry, oh the boys. furries, oh yeah. Jesus, dude, yeah. the furries for a while, and because their whole point was like, uh, I think it's they got uh, poison, don't they? Yeah, Isn't one that guy is poison. One guy just gets really fast. He's just able to attack a lot, and the other guy is just the more damage he takes, he just keeps healing. And he gets stronger and stronger. It's like Burjonimo or something like that. Like yeah. I liked him because they were so specifically skill based. Because like a lot of them are like, oh, this Goku unit just does a lot of damage. I'm like, that's kind of boring. I'm gonna be mm, yeah. the furries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. The furries or the the ones I think like one of my favorite ones was like either Universe 12 or Universe, you know, three or something like that, where it was all like uh, the love-based characters in, they're Super, in the game too. Where they're like look like little normal like anime magical girls, and then they go Super Saiyan, but their Super Saiyan is getting really big and huge and fat. Yeah. And they're like, My love is overflowing. <laughs> and it's like they get like crazy. They're like the same equivalent power level of a Super Saiyan, and you're just like, What is going on here? Why are they doing doing this to us <laughs> yep they're in the yeah. game as well 
Well, the, my biggest problem with like all of that, like combining stuff, was that it always just turned my party into a bunch of people I'd never fucking heard before. Like when me and Philip played the co-op mode, Philip saw like a th- two thirds of my team. And he's like, "Who are these people? They have this weird <laughs> guy." Like, I'm, even I'm you didn't seeing... know Philip? That's crazy. Dude, yeah, they they add so many characters. They add like new characters every month, and usually it's like they add a big name banner character where it's like, "Oh my god, it's new Goku! Thank God he's here!" And then the, they also usually add in like. Uh, a follow-up character that's not as good be like oh it's teen gohan another teen gohan cool and then they usually add in two losers that you never heard of two background mm. characters where it's yeah. like oh it's a d-tier version of rebriand which was the character you were talking about but it's before oh, she yeah. powers up it's, oh yeah, yeah. It's like okay so she's just a slot filler to just waste my time if i pull her yeah. like oh no i got another of the same guy <laughs> yeah like my main character was this girl named vados i think it was and she's oh. super apparently i'm just literally yeah vados is angels i think this oh is who the angels i think i can't tell it was just blue girl and it, i just kept getting balma over and over again I'm like no that's yeah. not who it is that's the but, that's the angel from the universe six if i'm wrong or the universe with hit right yeah i think so yeah maybe it don't matter which it's a really cool character because he has like yeah. his time stop abilities and stuff. Yeah. He, he gets to use yeah. them in game and it's really cool. Or like specifically, like, you know, the, there's one episode in super where Goku hires hit to hunt him down and fight him as training. I don't know if you're familiar with this and hit kills Goku, but before Goku dies, what? This is an episode of this super? is an episode. Yeah. Gosh, and dude, he kills Goku, but before Goku dies, he fires off like a blast of key that goes straight up in the air and it falls straight back down, hits Goku and brings him back to life. And they released that as like a double pair where it was like there was hit and then there was like revive Goku, which was so annoying because you do like a full new combo. You kill this Goku and you forget that it's revive Goku and you just wasted, you know, your full ultimate kamehameha on him and he just comes back to life and you're like oh my god are you kidding me right now because <laughs> reviving is a fun mechanic yeah right. that's wild that's let's wild. talk about the co-op okay Nave, I'm, what I'm did you can you describe the co-op for me it's the game except your friend is there now yeah <laughs> who's uh, are, are you way better than nave at this philip yeah. like, did, did you clap nave no. the same way nave claps you in mk we didn't fight each other we just did the co-op mode because like i oh. assume my units will oh be so, so much it's fun. like co-op pve not pvp yeah. got no, it there's no pvp co-op it didn't matter we we beat every level except for the ultimate death level which you can only beat if you have the new character because the new character gets like 200 percent damage bonus for the final thing yeah it's like hey this thing that gives That's you a reward characters That's yeah insane. it's it's insane and it's like oh you can only do the co-op three times a day or something like that to get actual rewards. And so it's like day one, if you don't have a new character, you're going to miss out on these rewards because this co-op mode is going to be only around for two weeks. And then we're switching to a new co-op mode and all those rewards you could have got, they're gone. So yeah. it is definitely like you're missing out if you're not playing this game. Yeah, absolutely. God. Yeah. I mean, so what do you think though, in terms of like the actual like co-op, is it, does it make it more fun to actually play like with Nave or with another person just in general as you're going through the story or whatever missions that they have in there? Or is it a hindrance? I, I did the co-op a lot because I wanted those rewards. It got to a point where like I wouldn't even bother with the highest tier unless I had that character. But what sucks is once you do have the, the, the character you need to basically beat the challenge, you go in there and you just search for a random 
and then you pop in and you're like, oh, this character, they don't have the right character for it. Then you have to disband and search again. And so it's like you can try, but no one's going to group with you. Like I've been on the other side of it where I'm like, hey, I got a character that has like a – he's the secondary new character this week. This is the Teen Gohan that's not as cool yeah. as the Goku. So <laughs> this guy, he gets 100% bonus, not the 200%. So I'm like, I'll just go in with him. And so people will still disband on me and be like, look, it takes too long because, Nave, you saw it. We were fighting yeah. Broly. We took down, I think, one of his health bars or even that, and it took us like three minutes of fighting before he killed us. And we just couldn't do enough damage. Like two dam- two health bars of damage out of fifty. Yeah, and it, it even with like the hundred percent bonus, you can do it. It's just gonna take you fifteen minutes, and it's not worth your time. It's not enjoyable. They have like engineered the fun out of this game so hard. It's insane. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because there can be fun found in games like these, but still like people can still make their money. They can get their nut out of it because I I feel like to a certain extent. They, this, it's exactly what we're, we were talking about earlier with Sony, where it's like they keep, they see the fucking dollar signs, and so they continue to just drive that truck straight off the cliff so they can, you know, jump into the, you know, lake full of money. I don't know where this metaphor is going, but I, I think like <laughs> the craziest, the craziest part about it is the idea that they're, they're, they have a base of whales. They have this like community of whales that are probably funding like the majority of development who know that this is happening. Like these people can't just not realize no, they know that they're being they exploited, care. but they don't care. And they continue. And I'm assuming it's because they have people like streamers and YouTubers who are in this community who are making so much money from being on those platforms that like the money that they're spending on this like fucking mobile game is meaningless to them. It's just, it's wild to me that that is a, a reality. And I guess like capitalism is what capitalism does, but I, it's wild that that is a reality of gaming today. And I really hope that that doesn't become more of a norm because I feel like that just like, like you're saying, it's going to take so much fun out of any gaming concept. If they, if they approach it in this mentality, what do you think? It's like there's so many games that are free to play that I play, like World of Tanks, uh, League of Legends, these other games that are completely free to play that you don't need to spend money on. But I have. I haven't spent any money on World of Tanks, but I've spent plenty of money on League of Legends. (laughs) Really? How much money if you had to guesstimate? uh, Probably close to 150 or so. $150? Okay. I was scared you were going to spend more than 1500 Uh, How do you check that? Uh, Let me look it up. You keep talking. All right, but these free to get free to play games are quite enjoyable, and they have a dedicated community because the game is fun to play and it's competitive. Same yeah. with Smite, same with Dota. I mean, a lot of these are MOBAs or arena fighters, so I don't know if they follow up. But even like Halo Infinite is free to play now, or yeah. Call of yeah, Duty well. the Battle Zone, whatever I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> it's so weird because like even on phone games, there is better choices than this. Like, I even tried to look what this game is ranked, and this isn't even in, like, the top 30 of, uh, like, I don't know, free mobile games or whatever. Like, number one is, like, Genshin Impact, of course, and then a lot of these I haven't even heard of, like, Ark Knights or Path to Nowhere, Azure Lane. There's Diablo. Diablo Immortal is, like, the sixth highest grossing uh, mobile game right next to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. There's so many. There's uh, Hatsune Miku in number 11. There's so many of these free mobile games that are even similar to gotcha games that people want to play more. And it kills me because 
there's so much fun to be had in the PvP. I had a lot of fun playing it, but it is hidden behind so much clickbait traps trying to get people to buy stuff that this game is just dead in the water. Like it's not even yeah. in the list anymore. That's crazy. Yeah, I, they they've engineered themselves out of a check as well as out of the fun of this game i guess so i mean at this point i the game's been i don't know six years old or something like that like they could yeah. thin down to like a two-person team just to keep keep the servers running and they God. could probably make so much money just squeezing oh. the last of the whales out have them just reprint the same characters because it's the same models they'll have the same models like nave said but with just different effects on them or different stats like oh this is vegeta in the saiyan armor but this is a future vegeta or like i said before like there's future tags but also the color tags so there's oh we don't have a blue vegeta or something like that we need a blue vegeta so then they release a blue vegeta perfect but now we need a red one and a yellow one and a green one and they're able to just keep printing money that way I feel like it is in the death throes at this point, and they're probably just milking the whales. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as they see, they'll they'll just look at the 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 finances, and as and as long as the whales are willing to play, they'll keep it live. They'll keep the servers live. And as soon as they fall off or get distracted by something else, then they'll go on. The craziest thing to me, Philip, is and I and I, we've had a conversations about this before because we're both Dragon Ball nerds. But the craziest thing is that Bandai Namco owns all of the video game-based Dragon Ball IP. I don't know what their stake is. I don't know if they actually own the Dragon Ball IP outright and then they just lease it to, like, developers or, like, Toei Animation to make Super or something like that. It's very ambiguous. I don't know what the legalities are behind it. I really don't care that much either. But the craziest thing to me is the fact that they have all of these gotcha games they 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 have money they like bandai namco knows how to fucking make money if anything else but then they turn around and they actually put effort or they tr- they say that they're going to put effort into a game like dragon ball z kakarot and then when i played kakarot and i got it at launch cuz i was so excited for the game thinking it was going to be like god of war dragon ball z or like you oh, know like, you know the, that level that tier yeah. of of like or like elden ring dragon ball z or some crazy shit like that if it was that I would be the, that would be like the only game I'd ever play for the rest of my life. I wouldn't need any other game because that would like satisfy so much of what I love about like Dragon Ball and anime and video games all in one little package. But they fumbled the bag in Kakarot and I think, and it's like they're, they're doing the same thing that they've done in so many other games, just revisiting the entire like story timeline, telling the same stories outright or like adding to it in very weird and non-organic ways and stuff. And I just, yeah. I don't know what your opinion is on Kakarot. If you really like it as a whole, I know you said you had a fun time, but like, oh, yeah. I really, I like the, I, I got turned off so hard by that game. No, I definitely bounced off at first, but I came back to it. Once I lowered my standards and realized, oh, this is like if an indie team put together a Dragon Ball 3D game. And then I went yeah. from there. Like, I just had to recontextualize. Like, they did not try. That's all I can say. Or like, they, they didn't try. They didn't put enough money into it, I guess, or something. Not enough development time. But this is what we got. And I played the crap out of it. I, I put so really? I put like 80 hours into that game. That's crazy, man. Like, I played That's the shit out of it. But I also have, I don't know, like weird standards with games or something like that. I don't know. I, I I'm weird when it comes to some games. Like I play the Power Wash simulators, you know. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, the Hard Space Shipbreakers. You know, I'm right there with you. Those. It's like it's whatever satisfies that weird craving, that that gaming craving that you yeah. have sometimes. But it's just like 
the th- the like the the point of what I was trying to drive at earlier though is that they're making probably like millions of dollars. I think easily millions of dollars off of games like this, but they're you're telling me that they can't give a solid development team that's going to make a third person action like you know a third person action adventure game in the Dragon Ball world six years to make a technically good game that functions and doesn't have bugs or and feels good to play you're telling me that you can't do that just one time just one time for the dragon ball fans i mean i know they had no part in making anything anything from uh any, anything in the soulsborne genre but like bandai namco publishes everything for from soft they should so know better here. they should know better they should they know what the tier what the standard of premier gaming is and it's just it bothers me that they treat the Dragon Ball franchise and the Dragon Ball IP like kind of like low key second tier garbage. They treat it like it's gonna be your I don't know your McDonald's of fast food gaming. I mean, it's gonna make money no matter what, right? I, I guess. I guess. It doesn't but need it, that it's much the same, of a budget same thing if it's gonna make Pokemon. money. I guess in that same argument, that's exactly the same thing that's happened to Pokemon right now because they'll just shit out games anymore, and like n- nobody cares on that studio side because people will continue to buy it in millions of units. So I guess I guess I'm just the one that's weird here, hoping for quality. <laughs> yeah, you thought wrong. Nate, you do you have thought. anything before we uh, take a break and hit final words? I did a lot of research because this is a weird situation, but it seems like two months ago, Riot took away the ability to look up how much money you spent on League for some reason. <laughs> Spooky. Oh, did you hear about that other Riot thing with uh, the North American players walking out? What? Oh, they walked yeah, out something about they're about going on players strike? rights or something. Yeah. Were, were they getting you? You played the video game another five hours. Is that, I is that what know. was happening? I, I think it was. Like worlds is going to be the world is going to be canceled if they don't do. The, I thought do they what, just said they were going to ban North America from worlds. <laughs> Maybe that was oh, what shit. I read. Uh, I saw somewhere it was like uh, if they didn't complete the like the preliminaries, then they wouldn't be eligible to compete in worlds. Do you and, think going to something like LCS would be fun? I don't know. I don't know what the big fight was about. Hey, Riot threatens to cancel a League of Legends esports season after a player revolt. Pros voted overwhelmingly for a walkout to protest changes to minor league minor leagues. Mm, I don't know what the changes were. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of words. A lot of words here. A lot of words to read. I don't know. That, that's just insane, though. Like a match, like a whole division in a sport just decided that they weren't going to play. Like, I feel like I've never heard of something like this happening. Wait, wait, awesome something though. like that did happen. Good for though, them. Right? Good for them. Yeah, I mean, they do it in baseball sometimes. They've done it, they've done it in the NFL. They, that's how they formed the uh, NFL Players like Association thing, is that they, like, they, a bunch of players were getting concussed and then, like, dying in, like, health effects. So they, like, did strike. And NFL was like, oh, my God, we're going to lose billions. So we better do what they want. Yeah, didn't, like, a football player, like, famously murder-suicide his wife and stuff? Uh, well, that also happened, but I don't know if I that, was, that connected was connected to the to, to the strikes. Like, CTE. Oh, wait, no, that's a wrestler. Or am I thinking of O.J. Simpson? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wrestler, because O.J. Simpson's still alive. Oh, Twitter world. That guy. Uh, Chris Benoit. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Crispin Wall killed his wife. I'm not laughing at the wife murder, by the way. We need to move this along. (laughs) This is almost a three-hour episode for a mobile game. (laughs) Let's take a break. The music plays. Boom, 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 boom. And we're back. Dragon Ball Legends. I'll take these first final words. This game, I loved it back in the day. 
but now it is like you ever have that moment where you know you shouldn't really but you like sneer at mobile games a little like pff, mm-hmm. casual mobile game trash you know like this game sneer at it all day i don't know what they did to it but they just they've gone full candy crush like give me all the money type of stuff this is what gives like mobile games a bad name is that they so many of them just look like trash like this where it's just there to drain the whales is trying to get money out of you every step of the way. Like it is just a waste of time. Like stay away from it. The graphics look pretty good. The gameplay, I enjoyed the PVP back in the day, but at this point it's not viable. Like only if they do what, uh, what was the, uh, elder scrolls card game, elder scrolls legends. Oh, uh, Oh, I'm thinking of Gwent. That's Witcher. I don't know. I think it might have been Legends. Elder Scrolls Legends. Whenever that game was ending, they went out and they just gave everyone every card. They were like, look, guys, just play it. Just have fun. And anybody, could you could build any deck you wanted. Like, if only they came out and just gave everyone all the units and just said, go have fun. I feel like so that's the st- only way this could be enjoyable. They stopped supporting it. And yeah, it, they like they weren't going to give updates anymore. There's no more updates. Like Here's all the cards. Just, Go wild. Yeah. Like that would be the only way I could recommend this game. So at this point, don't play it. Just play anything else. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll jump in here and just say that I'm I'm definitely deleting it from my phone after this did. episode. It's so yeah, I, yeah. So I I definitely am not going to play it anymore. Uh, from from anybody who like i'm a very harsh critic of tutorials and i feel like i can be overly harsh sometimes especially when it comes to you know double a developers and indie titles a little bit I, I can be a little bit nitpicky when it comes to things but every single piece of criticism that i have about this i think is earned by the development team or whatever they've done it just they've made it an unacceptable inaccessible on so many levels uh for for new newcomers new players to get into it's like i i would almost i'm i'm the sucker i am actually the audience that they're looking for i'm the guy who's like you know who who loves the, his like gokus and the fucking gohans and beerus and all that and so it's like i'm the one who would probably spend five dollars here oh another three dollars there for a new character but the fact that like i can't get past the layers of bullshit that it takes to get into the game just goes to show that this is no longer really a functioning or viable platform for dragon ball so yeah i'm not playing this and you know based on what you've said philip i will go back i will give kakara another try maybe for a cheeky stream or something at some point. So yeah, try try to get into a, a superior Dragon Ball game, and then go play Fighter Z, since apparently that's the best one that they've made. Yeah, ever. I mean, you could play Kakarot and just quit after the Saiyan arc, and you'd be fine. Yeah, like, I'm it in honestly, the, is like as best it gets. Yeah, I'm in the in the Majin Buu arc right now in that game. So I I was I put forty oh, hours into that done. game. Yeah, I put forty hours in that game. Like I wasn't I was not fucking around. Like I was trying to go for it, but I just I couldn't anymore. But I'll I'll, I'll maybe give it another shot just to see. Nay, final it would probably be better to play Xenoverse. Xenoverse is a lot closer of a comparison to this game. Really? Especially with the story and everything. Uh, and the fighting style you'd recognize from this. Uh, I think this game is really strange because the graphics and the presentation of it are really pristine, almost. Like, they you would look think so that good. It looks you, good. Yeah. You think that you're playing something worth your time, but it is not worth your time, unfortunately. As most gacha games aren't. Unless you're, like, really... If, unless you have a proclivity for, like, just wanting to collect millions of, like, characters for almost no reason because you're only going to use three of them uh i mean play pokemon or something i don't know like <laughs> this Go game literally if if a game like encourages you to auto battle and not play the game then like it probably doesn't have a very good gameplay loop 
in general to begin with you know it's hard to justify spending any time with this i was very sad <laughs> whenever i kept having to put diablo down to play this yes yeah play diablo 4 listeners all right this point, Nick, I want to thank you for coming out for our very long Dragon Ball Legends episode. I love it. Three hours. This is like the third consecutive three-hour show that I've guessed it on. Every time we have you on, you and Nave <laughs> always spend so much time talking about the damn like gaming center or whatever. <laughs> Industry news and bullshit. I got oh, you. I just got a text from Jana, too, that says, my dude, what are you doing? You played that game for <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> my, hus- my husband in Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, trying to wrap it up jana i promise <laughs> but thanks uh, you thanks for coming down absolutely happy to be here anytime nave what are we playing next week uh let's play lost odyssey it's not co-op <laughs> what if we made it co-op red I mean, fall. you guys you guys should play redfall for next week That's redfall i don't think we'd have time to finish it or do we just want to flavor it like you just can get the, you can get i bet you if you guys started this like weekend I guarantee you, or like you started this week for, for that matter, you could get through the first area and probably it's really, really quick game. Like if you, because you guys are really good, like you're really good players. I guarantee you, you could get through both levels in mm. like, depending on when you record. Wait, both? Next There's week. two levels. You'll see. You'll see. Oh no spoilers. God. No spoilers. All right. Maybe. Anytime that anytime that we aren't playing Diablo, any game that we play is just us not playing Diablo. True. It's true. Or Cookie Clicker for that matter. Yeah. All right. You don't play Cookie Clicker. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all motorboat some butter together. <laughs> <laughs>